hello and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen and I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi everybody, I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally was a bit of a politician and now has joined the adventuring life probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. I'm Michael, I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, a warforged artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle, but I've since left and resumed an adventure with my mom friends. Uh, cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared and I play the character of Jin. He is a level 6 lore bard and a level 2 hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild, and I'm helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hello, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Shama, the Yuan T. Sorlock, um, who is traveling with the Tempest Adventuring Guild, trying to find the other half of her soul, who is hiding somewhere away, far from reach. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yedda, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Hello! Hey! Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen. I'm the Dungeon Master of our Tyranny of Dragons campaign. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. We are very excited to be jumping straight back into our favourite campaign. Isn't that right, everybody? Our favourite campaign. Uh, no, playing no yeah, no favourites. <laughs> well, I mean, our, our favourite campaign is this one. And then our other favourite campaign is the Curse of Strahd. And then our other other favourite campaign. Yeah, obviously. Which you can watch on Monday nights. You can watch on Monday nights. That's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you can watch live on Monday nights. Recorded coming out the next day on a Tuesday morning most of the time. Wow. Sometimes a Wednesday morning if I've been a bit slow uh, getting the recording done. But hey, welcome everybody. So excited to see you. Now for podcast listeners... Jared's face has not lit up yet because he's not here with us yet. There's been a big old blackout in uh, in Victoria, parts of Victoria. He'll be jumping on soon, we hope. Depends on what happens with the power. Uh, so hopefully we will get to see him really, really soon. Uh, I, I, I think we probably will. I, I suspect they'll get it revolved. Because, Matt, you had a blackout earlier today too, didn't you? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we had. A, we were out for about three hours. I um, only regained power around four o'clock. So, yeah, something going on, definitely, with the power in the uh, old Victoria at the moment. So, yeah, sounds like yeah. they're like cycling it through or something, getting it tested out or doing some maintenance, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Yep. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, who came and joined us on Monday night for our Curse of Stride campaign. It was a bit of a darker, darker session last Monday. We uh, we got to explore more of the tragedy behind the the ruin of the Durst Manor and what has happened. We sort of learnt the fates of most of the Durst family and the uh, the children's nursemaid Elizabeth, which was. Uh, quite dark and a bit um yeah a bit on the sad side jared's here hello jared jared's here yeah. perfect timing i don't think you can hear us oh. though oh you can there you now. go i've got it sorry hello everyone sorry hello. i'm a little bit late no no you're all good i was just uh, doing a little, oh. a little recap of our uh curse of stride campaign last uh, or the last the last session on on this monday which was a bit of a darker sort of uh dive into what's happened to the Durst family and, and we got to sort of explore some of the, the tragedy behind the, the horror that the, the characters are experiencing and, and playing through in the moment. And we didn't That's have anyone die. Good. It came close, but we managed oh, yeah. to 
Not yet. We've not had anyone pass away just yet, but yeah, it did, it did get quite close. Obviously, the session before last ended with a spectre attacking the party after um, our little goblin little goblin girl uh, foolishly told the nursemaid, the ghost of the nursemaid, Margaret, that her baby was dead. Did not go down well. Um, but they managed to, managed to get out of that without too much more trouble, and they've also had their first level up. And we had our, our first Taroka reading. One of our party has taken the... Um, the divination wizard subclass for level two and they had found a taroka deck in the in the mansion so we got to do our first taroka deck reading as well which was really fun um nothing about anything in particular he the questions that uh, tom was asking as, as the character journal was more to do with this book that he discovered so he got to learn a little bit about the past present and future of that book through the taroka cards and um, I got to do a live tarot deck reading, which I've never done before in my life. Uh, so that was lots of fun to just on the spot improvise tarot deck reading, which I've got no experience in. How'd it go, oh. Jared? Did you think it was all right? Was it? Was it? No, I think you did. I think you did well. Thanks, man. I've decided it's to give up. Because yeah, because for my wizard, I was thinking of going divination, but I don't think I will now because I don't want to take away from Tom's thunder. It's all right. No, I don't think you'd be taken away from Tom's thunder at all. We can have oh, two divination wizards that have asked. No, different. no, that's fine. I'm it's thinking of. Thinking of going the uh, time one now, the chrono nerdy, Chrono Chronology? Because it looks, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to say it properly, but it that sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's it's some really good stuff that that, uh, that yeah. wizard can get. And That's, like, it's a good one. Because the other episode as well, with the time stuff, that just sounded fun. So, I mean, like, I don't think I'll be, like, obviously diving too hard into that because I'll be doing more slow and haste and all that, but it uh, does sound really fun. Some timey wimey stuff going on. Okay. We will not refer to it as timey wimey. <laughs> I guess we will. Title um, is timey wimey bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> on the on the subject of timey wimey bullshit, David Tennant's back as the the new Doctor. I know. It's going to be amazing. Uh, as a new what? David new Tennant's coming back as the fourteenth Doctor. Sick. I but only only for a special episode, I think. Good. And then it's uh, oh. Nasuti. How do you spell it? How do you yeah. pronounce it? Nasuti. Which also, uh, if you haven't seen him in some stuff, he's going to be fucking amazing. Cool. Great actor. Oh man. Did you say sex, sex education? Sex education. Sex education. He was so good. He's, yeah. he's going to be fucking amazing. I reckon they're going to play him a bit more sort of empathetic than previous doctors. I reckon they'll sort of play him mm -hmm. with it, but but then also a bit more chaotic. So that's going to be really fun to. That, this is just. A, yeah. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. But I think it'll be really fun to fun to watch. Um, we also had uh, thank you to the uh, YouTube people who were um, requesting that I do more of the Wandering Village playthrough. I have now done so, and the episodes will be coming up every couple of days on YouTube. Um, nice. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I'm really pleased you like the game. Me too. I'd only stopped playing it because uh, I'd been distracted by other stuff, and, and I kind of had explored most of the stuff the early access had to offer, but you guys clearly like it, so it's back. There's more Wandering Village, and um, it goes horribly, horribly wrong because the longer you play, the more it escalates. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just disaster after disaster for me right now. So if that's your kind of thing, that's what that's what everyone wanted to see. That's what everyone wanted to see. Well, the, the last episode I'd done, episode six, was like it's all gone wrong, and it's literally an entire episode of everything going wrong. And I kind of wrapped it up there, thinking like, well. I can't recover from this really. I can, I can never financially recover from this, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to bring this back. But people wanted more, so not only have I brought it back, I actually managed to recover from the shit situation I was in. So it's uh, it's not bad. Thank you. I'm excited for more of that. Um, the other exciting news as well. 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet comes out soon. Very hyped for that. I know Ali's getting Violet. I'm getting Violet. Archie, who I'm going to be doing a playthrough with, we're going to do a multiplayer playthrough on Saturday mornings. He's also got Violet. So, so far we don't know anyone who got Scarlet. So oh. we don't, yeah. <laughs> it's just... No, maybe, you can't maybe, actually maybe, Matt needs, maybe Matt needs to get Scarlet. Maybe Matt needs to get Scarlet. What, what, are you, what were you going to get Violet though, weren't you? Um... Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'll probably end up getting... I might get both because yeah. Sarah might want to play a multi-playthrough play with me as well. So, Oh, that'd be nice. How does, how does the co-op actually work? Uh, it's literally like you both can appear in each other's world. So someone is the host from the looks of things. I've had a bit of a look at some of the links and it looks like one person is the host and the other person can come in and interact with things in their world. Um, and you can indeed like catch other people's Pokemons. For example, if you're okay. in someone's world and you see a shiny Pokemon come up, and oh, you no. get to it before that person does. It's yours. That's, that's a theirs. dick move, though, in a way. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's like just, you're in their world, and you've just taken their shiny. I, I'm not telling you how oh. you should live your life or what morals you should live by. I'm just telling you what is technically possible in the game, Ooh, from what Violet from what the leaks have indicated. Looks, the Violet Legendary looks so much better. So, so that, but that's <laughs> right. Like, really but does. the problem is, like, the Paradox Pokemon, the past Pokemon look better, in my opinion. I think the that's past true. Pokemon look like the. I, I don't know why in. Pokemon in Game Freak's mind, future means robots. It doesn't necessarily I mean, have to always mean robots. I, I really love the Scarlet one. I just don't like the tire in its chest. Yeah, everyone yeah, agrees. It's, it's, I just it's, don't it's like a bit, that. It's a bit, it's a bit um, Flintstone-y with the way that it I actually runs. think the yeah, design yeah, school... I've got like, wheels, but I'm going to use my feet anyway. Yeah. Like, the design is actually really then. cool. If he just like made it look more like an actual chest instead of a wheel, like well, he, he no, but he doesn't have it for most of the time. It's only when he's in motorcycle mode that he puffs up his chest into these big wheels and then doesn't use them. He just runs, <laughs> and then when he swims, Wait. he like inflates them so his head's tilted back, like he's got a massive floaty under his chin, and he's going like. Eh. Hey, wait a sec! Can the actual legendaries turn to bikes? Yeah, because yeah. there's two. I'm seeing two pictures where like the. Mate, the the names are Core Rhydon and My Rhydon. Like, <laughs> couldn't be oh, more, well, couldn't be on. more blatantly obvious with the names. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? If, anyone, anyone. If I just caught you out and you didn't know that, you need to comment in chat and and reveal yourself for the 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 fool that you are for not realizing that earlier. <laughs> um, Ali, we got one. Uh, I I have a confession to make. I only realized that yesterday <laughs> when someone else told me. I just I just think it's funny that Game Freak were like. People have HM slaves as Pokemon. Let's make a legendary into a HM slave. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other the other disappointing news I found out today as well is that you can't really customize your clothing very much. There's like four different uniforms and you'd locked into them. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Everyone's sad about it. So, um, yeah. It, so the, the grass start, starter looks the best one, but then oh, apparently no. Bird Evolution yes. sucks, right? The evolution. Join me in Grass Starter. I was, I was yeah. 100%. I, I, I know we're getting off topic for d and I, I may cut Sorry. some of this. But no, 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 no. I, I, have to, I have to join you on this rant. I was, I was Sprigatito the whole way. And then That's the leaks the came out and I saw the final. Because like, I'd seen the second evolution and I was going, yes. Oh my God. The second evolution <laughs> looks yeah. great. Oh my goodness. It's going to be perfect. And then the third one leaked and I was like, Please tell me this is a fake. It wasn't. No. Um, no. Meow, meow scarada. Um, yeah. And the, the problem is as well that like I, I also really like the fire starter. The third evolution of the fire one, Fue Coco, is great. But there's mm. already a really cool fire ghost that you get in Scarlet. Seraledge, the um, Mega Man with the sword, is already fire ghost. Yeah. And I'm going to use which it. Which there's two alternative versions of. Yeah. There's so, a red and a purple version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Armor Rouge and um, Cerulege. Yeah. I guess yeah. 
I guess you don't have to. You don't have to stick with the starter. You can. Well, no. So what? What Archie and I are doing is we're going to spend the first forty minutes just um, restarting the game and trading back and forwards until we've got all three starters. And we're have, you seen, uh, have you seen the evolution for Quaxley as well? Yeah, he, those feet, man. He, he could start at OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, third, the third evolution of Quaxley is the most flamboyant Pokemon I think I've ever seen, and I love it. I think it's so Yeah, cool. I've, I may He's pick a water whole... Pokemon as the... Yeah, the, uh, the only water starter I've ever picked was Greninja. And that may be about to change. Uh, yeah. Oh no, Mudkip. I did also. I did also play through. Uh, good old I, Mudkip. I really liked. I really liked uh, Inteleon. I can't remember the. Um, oh. The third, the, the yeah, yeah. Inteleon's the third evolution. Inteleon is third evolution of way. what though? Squiff. Oh, something Not Froakie. Um, that's nah, the... Froakie was Greninja. Yeah. Sobble. So Sobble. How sad is that that I can know that off the top of my head? I that's know. Sad. Wow. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so I. I look. I really liked. Um, the, the grass one, Raboots and the, that evolutionary line. But yeah, Inteleon was all right. It's just the problem was the Gigantamax Inteleon looked so dumb. He's like on top of this big tower of water going like, here, snipe ya. Yeah, headshot. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. They went in a weird direction with that. They could have made that better, I feel. Like rather than having him up in like a giant tower. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. anyway. All right, we've gone off topic long enough. Let's do some d and I'm sorry. I can see I can see chats oh. now talking about David Tennant, now talking about Pokemon. <laughs> we've gone off topic. <laughs> we've gone off topic. I blame, I blame Wait, myself. This is not a variety talk show. It could be. Yeah. Are you sure? Raph, Raph's actually, Raph messaged me today and say, hey, look, do you want to, I've got to, I'm, I want to do a podcast. I don't know what I want to talk about, but would you be a co-host with me? <laughs> I was like, wait, nice. you want to do a podcast, but you don't know what it's about yet. I'm in, sure. <laughs> so that's just, it's called the No Clue Podcast. Yeah. We did, we did a very brief series called Drunk Science where we'd both get quite drunk and then Raph would ask me science questions and I'd try and answer them. And um, that was quite fun. That was quite good. That's cool. Yeah. I, I find that my knowledge of science gets greater the more ethanol I have in my system. Ah, yeah. there you go. And some, sometimes I, like I say that facts that aren't even verified yet. Like, it's it's all... Perfect. <laughs> wow. That's the best way to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cutting-edge science. So cutting-edge, no one's actually discovered it yet. Uh, so it's really... <laughs> and, may, and may never. <laughs> so it's and lots of And you're both fun. so drunk that no one's there to, like, refute it. It's just, it's just facts. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> 100%. Exactly right. Uh, maybe we should restart Drunk Science. That was a lot of fun. Um, all right, let me do a quick recap. Get us back into the oh, zone for Tyranny of Dragons. I do have one story before we Oh, yes, RPG story. Yes. D&D story. Surprise to the stream starting, we were talking about Fireball. Yes. Probably one of everyone's favorite spells in D&D. It is mine. Uh, and we were running uh, Tomb of Annihilation on, on Sunday in my in my campaign that I DM, uh, which was very fun. But uh, unfortunately, half the party couldn't come. So I only had a few people playing, uh, which was good. It was good to have an in-person play uh, um, session. And so I basically improv the whole session. Um, but essentially, I had it that the uh, the party were in the swamp part of uh, Schultz, and they got separated from their party and ended up uh, stumbling upon a almost like these bubbles bubbling up from the swamp. They were infused with wild magic. If you ever get stuck and don't know what to do, just chuck some wild magic in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Roll some, everyone loves rolling nice. the wild magic table, right? Yes. So. I was using a different wild magic table to the sorcerer's wild magic table that they would use. This was one that I found online, which had a couple of extra fun yeah. bits and pieces. But the um, do you want do you want the, my D one hundred wild magic search table? I wouldn't mind that actually. If you could send that to me, that would be great. absolutely. Might, yeah. might be similar to the one I found, but I'll, I'll have a look through it. But anyway, the one on this D one hundred table was it was akin to a fireball spell, not as not as powerful, but it was a, it was akin to it. 
And um, mind you, the party members are like around level four, so they're not mega, oh, mega strong. Yeah, no, oh. not in a good spot for a fireball. Yeah, oh. so they rolled one on the whole magic table and oh, all no. took some damage. And then I'm thinking, D100, what's the chances of them rolling another one? No, Guess no. What? no. They did. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they all took some pretty big damage, but that isn't even the fun bit. Because when they finally got to the source of the wild magic, which was this, uh, uh, essentially this uh, very old temple, which had existed just around before the spell plague, but was unstable and the magic was there, was uh, un uncontained. And it was basically releasing all this wild magic into the area. Um, and there was a wizard in the temple, but had cast glyphs of warding up the stairs into this temple to kind of protect himself. Yeah. Um, and anyway, one of the one of the party members had a shield guardian, and had kept the shield guardian at the top of the stairs. And they had nimbly evaded the glyphs of warding, managed to succeed on their investigation checks, and got into the temple. Um, anyway, shit was going down, and the guy in charge of the shield guardian was like, "Oh, I need to. I, I, I you know, things are happening. I better bring him in." So he called his shield oh, guardian. No. And the shield guardian isn't like gonna dodge the glyphs of warding, uh... and he's just gonna run up the stairs. <laughs> so he took about 35 d8 worth of damage oh, and the whoa, shield guardian damn. was on one hp by the time it got up the stairs Jesus. Um, was it was wild it was wild it was one point away from being destroyed that's amazing and just managed to like tank all this damage up the stairs shield guardians are very strong yeah they are um, yeah yeah they, they are very op in this campaign uh, if you can get it it's um it's really really strong um uh, but yeah it was really fun one that's of those players hilarious. We play with a lingering damage table as well, and one of the players got fourth degree burns, which is pretty cool. Not for oh, him. Yeah. No. Well, not for him, but, no. uh, but yeah, it was uh, pretty intense. So yeah, it was a really intense session, but it was really good as well with, uh, with a small party. Um, throw some uh, interesting encounters at them, and uh, yeah, they succeeded just. 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 <laughs> the best type of success, because you really feel like you've earned it yeah. at that point. Yeah. It feels yeah. very earned, very like powered Absolutely. through. That's oh, a good sure. story. That's a really good yeah. story. You too could share a D and D story. Just let us know in the comments what fun story you have from a D and D campaign or a Pathfinder or other RPG. Let us know, and I'll read it out at the beginning of the campaign, or I'll get oh, one of these guys too. A horror story. Or a horror story. Yeah. And I have one story. of those too, but I won't share that today because we're going to save we'll it for Curse of Strahd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The horror campaign. Well, as in like it's more of a horror like story, as in like it was just a really really bad. Like, oh, NPM. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, they're also fun. Because there's horror and then there's horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, that was like horror. But I'll, I'll save it for Monday. Save for anyway. Monday. That's a good one for Monday. Um, all right. I will do a quick recap and then we will jump into the campaign. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers, has been working to thwart the machinations of a group known as the Order of the Dragon. This cult has been amassing power, wealth, and knowledge in an attempt to perform a ritual which would bring a dark draconic god, Tiamat, back into the world. Our story has been following the escapades of some of the members of this group. Mira, Jin, Loki, Yerveth, and Shana, who have finally been able to claim one of the dragon masks required for the ritual with Tiamat. The journey to find this item was certainly not an easy one, and has resulted in some changes to the party. They freed a petrified wizard, Balthazar. Jin has been able to free himself of the pact with his warlock patron, Varys. Loki has been permanently fused with the giant nexus node that they recovered, and Mira has learnt more about her connection with Tiamat. Putting on the blue mask transported Mira's soul temporarily to Avernus, first layer of the Nine Hells and current prison of Tiamat, who had been eagerly awaiting Mira's arrival. Speaking with this god, Mira learnt her bloodline tied her back through generations to Tiamat herself, 
and that her dual chromatic and metallic nature was by design. This talk with Tiamat revealed some other very interesting information. According to her, the giants had been planning on taking back their world, the sanctuary they had offered the other races only ever meant to be temporary. The gods, afraid to lose their worshippers and therefore their power, were responsible for the vanishing of the giants. When Tiamat threatened to reveal the secret to the world, she claimed she was sealed away as yet another betrayer god. Last session, Jin and Yerveth contacted Lyra, currently trapped in spirit form in the Fey Wilds. It was revealed that Lyra had been learning a lot about a new form of druidic magic based on decay. And while there, Jin's Anstruth harp, instrument of the bards, drew the attention of the queen of the Seely court, Titania. After an impressive rendition of a traditional elven ballad, Jin's proficiency with the instrument impressed Titania, who was granted Jin her favour. The group now head for Dromethion, the capital of the elemental states. The proceeds from the library that they had ransacked, heavy in their pockets, weighing them down with much gold that they wished to spend, and the promise of a flesh sculptor, someone proficient in a very specific type of transmutation magic that may be used to help recover Lyra's body, and therefore her soul. And that is where we left off last session. You all, we all talked through what you guys did in your downtime, so we are going to jump straight back in after a short time skip of two days. Your ship, an air of decency, has been flying over the land below, the uh, southern part of Oceania, uh, an area known as the Elemental States that is ruled over by the Ganassi. You've been traveling over land for some time now. This southern portion of the, um, of the continent of Oceania resembles very much southern Italy or, or the southern Greek parts of um, the Greek islands. Very rocky, hilly terrain, but with dry grass fields, olive trees, small forests, very sort of Mediterranean, uh, hot, semi-humid coastal vibes all the way along. And as you approach the capital city, Dromethion, the towns below begin to give way to vast areas of farmland. And in the center of this area of, of greenery surrounding the city and, and groves of trees and orchards, you can see rising from above a series of towers, spires stretching into the sky joined by archways of metal. The sunlight reflecting off this gives a almost coppery silvery glow as the sun rises behind you, the light reflects back. The city itself appears to be made of intricate metal design, reflective surfaces and glass with vines and trees growing up through the city streets, giving this a very juxta a very strong juxtaposition between the natural and unnatural <coughs> worlds being joined and brought together. The airship, an air of decency, comes in and docks at another series of airship docks. Around you, you can see other airships that have traveled from various other parts of the world. A dwarven airship, clearly uh, fresh with supplies from Balmia, the uh, mountain dwarf kingdom, is unloading a series of oars, very obviously a dwarf ship because of its sheer size. The ship seems to be made of wood and iron banded around stone, and you can see that it is propelled by a series of massive crystal lattices letting off this almost like mirage kind of heat shimmer from underneath it. You can see dwarves dressed in large amounts of chain mail, wielding vicious weapons on their backs, carrying absolutely huge amounts of raw unrefined ore down the gangway and towards the uh, the area of the, the smith's town in Dromethion. as the airship docks leosin sort of gives a bit of a cough and looks towards all of you well i'll uh, i'll let the crew know that they can have a bit of a chance to go grab a bite to eat and maybe have a few days of rest um oh jin i'm so sorry i almost forgot 
while you were having a nap last night, while you were sleeping last night, um, Griswold popped in. He said he had a parcel for you. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. It, it slipped my mind. Here it uh, is here. And he passes over perfect. a wrapped bundle, wrapped in uh, leather and bound by twine. Um, I take it and I... Um, oh, thank you for that. Um, yes, perfect. Um, I also have a little other surprise for you. Um, while I'm gone, can you look after this chap? And I literally bring in my fine greater steed, Owen. Okay, so as Jin is on the top deck of the airship, one of the days of, of rest, Jin, now that you've got this spell, you spend a bit of time reflecting and trying to connect, trying to summon this greater steed as you cast the spell, find greater steed. As you reach out with your mind, you don't feel any instant connection. And then suddenly there's a vibration from the Anstruth harp on your back. And as you pull it forward, you feel a compulsion to, to play. Try and call out using your music to summon a creature appropriate to you. What would you play? What kind of style of music would you play? Um, if I'm trying to sort of call someone to be like, a little bit more like whimsy, a bit of bit more fun, a little bit more casual. Um, something that sort of aligns with like Jin's sort of carefree attitude. Yeah. Something that like is a bit vibrant as well, like he is. So just a bit, yeah, a bit fun. Yeah. Okay. So something I'd say sort of like the the kind of jaunty tavern tune, but maybe something a bit more elegant. So it kind of combines the energy of a tavern ditty with a much more complicated. Um, intricate piece of music, a much more technically mm. complicated piece of music. Okay, yeah, absolutely. As you pluck away on the harp playing, you find yourself losing yourself to the music as your as your awareness drifts away and you just fully immerse yourself in playing this song. And as you play the final chord, strum across the harp, you feel this breath of hot air upon your face. And as you open your eyes, standing on the deck of the ship in front of you is a bizarre creature you have never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it has the hind legs of a deer, the front legs and face and torso of a fox, with these large deer antlers coming out from the top of its head, and it has these large folded wings. Its fur is this light blue-grey with these bioluminescent strips of blue at the edges, almost giving it a feathered appearance. And as the creature yawns and stretches and then licks your face, you feel a connection with it. You this is your this is your steed. You have summoned this creature to you. It has you have played and it has answered your call. You instinctively would know that this is a fey creature. Mm. Through your connection. Wow. Mm. Oh. Uh, hello there. I, I sort of look up at it because it's definitely taller than me. Yes, um. yeah. It's about the size <laughs> of a large horse. Um Yes, and it's its front legs and the, the, the hind legs of the deer look incredibly strong. The fur of the fox kind of covering it makes it very hard to see the, the sort of proportions, but it looks very strong. Um, oh, and could you do me a favor? Could you put up that second picture into the D&D Beyond, uh, into the role I, so everyone can have a look? I can't on that because it is a licensed picture. I have got my own artwork uh, I'm working on. I can't share someone enough. else's work on the, on the stream. Um, I can good chuck point. it on the Facebook page for these guys to know, but if you're happy to yes. wait and get the full effect, I have started a, a work on an artwork for this creature. It won't be too much longer before it's done. No, so by next no session, I should have it ready. So I don't, I don't no. want to. I didn't even know you were doing artwork. Yeah, <laughs> man, look, look at me, mate. I could just fucking artwork Sorry. whenever I get the chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm working on some artwork. I don't know what that voice was. I can only apologize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in Queenslander. 
Yeah, she's doing some artwork, mate. That's a, that's a classic Queenslander quote. Yeah, I'm working really hard on this uh, mythical creature design that I'll be working on for Sham Chion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic, classic Queenslander. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you have no idea what this creature is. Um, yeah, so I, I would spend some time. I got sort of pattern uh, sort of on the sort of front of its head and get get to know it a little bit and sort of discover some of its uh, mannerisms but um as i actually bring him out to like the party and leosin i'll go um leosin you're from the fey wilds would you actually know what this is because yeah. i have not a clue as soon as it pads onto the deck of the ship behind you leosin like immediately drops this map that he's holding looks wide-eyed and goes um everyone else can see that right yes uh yeah Jin? how I do you have a it. You summoned a Firav. A Firav? Um, a Firav. They are very rare, even in the Feywilds. How, how oh. did you summon this? Well, when I got kissed on the forehead, I got some, well, must be blessings, because I could discover that I could almost summon like a, a, like a creature or a mount or something and in before a steed and in before I know it this chap popped up wow uh, um I, that's uh, that's amazing um Fierava are very rare creatures um some uh, members of the of the silly court ride them as, as steeds um Aladrin who have particular favor amongst the amongst the silly court will sometimes uh, go and hunt and, and capture the cubs and train them. They, they are fiercely loyal. Huh. Well, well, there you go. Ah, did you hear that, everyone? I'm favoured. Favoured? Ah, yes, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that Leosin would laugh at that. Oh, that's very good. Very good. Ah, uh, yeah, Claire? Actually, it does Just say out loud what she types. Say out loud what she types. Thought so. Princess Mononoke. Very yeah. heavily inspired yeah. by Princess Mononoke. It does, it does is, give off that vibe, actually, now. This is a it. creature very inspired by Studio Ghibli and... Oh, the... we were just watching that. <laughs> oh, love Princess Mononoke. Oh, I love that movie. Brilliant. Yeah, this is this is very much yeah. inspired by Princess Mononoke. It's a cross between a... Um, I think they're a Kirin and a um, Kitsune. Yeah. Oh, damn. When I look at it, it actually looks a bit like the forest god. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the picture I've yeah. sent you is the closest I could find online for my for my idea, but it doesn't look exactly yeah. like that. I've got a I've got a better. That was just to, to sort of get an idea of like, is that what you imagine when I say this description out loud, so gotcha. that I know when I draw it, it's correct. Sweet. Um, very exciting. Well, Firav, Firav, Firav. Okay, interesting. I've got to come come up with a name for the little bugger. So, uh, little, little bugger. He's pretty big, Jen. He is, isn't he? <laughs> um, is he going to be? Is he going to be sleeping on the deck of the ship? Do I need to try and like make a space underneath for him? I could convert the, the prison uh, cell that we have set up into a stables for oh, him. I'll I'll leave that up to you, my friend. Oh, I bet you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna look down at Eleanor. What's Eleanor doing? Uh, Eleanor doing at this point? Yeah. So while you guys have been talking, Eleanor and the Firev are. Uh, reaching out the feet of very long um lupine neck is it lupine if it's a fox i guess it technically would be lupine if it's a fox yeah stretching out and their noses sort of sniffing each other 
you can see like one leg sort of tense up. Eleanor has one leg up in the air. The fear of has like the, the two front paws stretched back on sort of lean, leaning down. They're sniffing each other very cautiously, but curiously. And Eleanor's tail sort of wags a little bit. And the fear of like snorts and moves back and then comes back down for another sniff and then licks Eleanor's nose. And Eleanor does a little bit of a yapping bark and then begins <laughs> sort of like running and, and sort of frolicking around this creature. And it does these little like play bounces around her, but doesn't sort of engage in too much more play than that. Yeah. Us. Love it. Incredible. Pets get along. <laughs> Yay. Well, awesome. Hmm. I don't know about names yet, but Rav doesn't sound too bad, actually. Rav. We'll figure it out, though. Do you say Rav or Yeah, Raff. Rav. Rav. <laughs> Call Rav. Like Rav, yeah. Like, I guess. <laughs> he Rav. lives on. Uh, lives Rav. On. Rav's not a, it's not a bad name. No. We'll think about it, though. We'll come back to it. Let's see if he actually like. Oh, she? I'm not sure. Uh, as, as you say she, it, it yips and gives you a little nudge. Ah, got you. Well, if she likes the name, we'll, we'll, we'll come... We'll, 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 I'll... I'll sort of, you know, run some by her. But for now, let us hit the city. Um, you don't want to yes. open your present from from Griswold? Oh, oh I'm being quite no. curious just I to see what it is. I have to say, about that. Um, well, I, I want yes. to know what it is too. I've been, I've been waiting quite anxiously to see what's please, in this well, parcel. Please, do the honours then. Uh, do pro- I'm not opening your present, Jin. No, no. please, it's, you can open it. You're not getting it. So. <laughs> well, but if I like it a lot. Hmm... That is true. What do you think that. of that? What do you think of that, Rev? Uh, I don't think that's good, is it? She sort of like leans over and sniffs the parcel and licks it a few times and then tries to take it off Leosin, like just bites down, like sort of like sniffing <laughs> and then and then tries to pull it away. He's like, um, that's not a toy. That's not a toy. He like, let's go. She tears it up and begins like tearing her head backwards and forwards and the parcel rips open and this bundled sort of like strips of leather and um, and metal sort of fly out and smash into the deck of the ship right in front of you, Jin. Oh. As she begins Perfect. like bending down and tearing apart the wrapping, tearing to pieces okay, and throwing off have the deck that. of the ship. You can have that, I guess. <laughs> it's like when my cat gets a cardboard box. <laughs> Boxes yeah. are very cat-like in some ways, so oh, right. I'm leaning into Let's that a bit for your behavior. This... Let's check out this armor. Jin, as you lift up the armor, you can see that it is very exquisitely made studded leather armor. The the studs themselves actually are marked with a series of glyphs on all sections of them. Uh, I'm going to add to your inventory um, glamour weave studded leather armor, Ooh, which is nice. something that you, I think, have been needing for some time. Um, when you change your form, you have to change clothes, and that's a real bugger. Mm. With the glamour weave, you don't need to do that. There you go. This is actually really funny because, like, you know how I sent you those two messages, but then I took them away and I deleted yeah. them, and I said, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. I was actually going to ask if you could put like glamour weave on the uh, item. Oh, but that's I didn't amazing! Your oh, creative, that like, that's the no. I, I I come up with something different, and then I sort of sat down and thought about it, and this was better. This is this fits what you've needed for a while. Um, as as you sort of pull out and begin looking over it, Leosin squints and goes. Oh wow, that's um, Griswold's incorporated some glamour weave. I didn't know he knew about that magic. That's very, um, very specific fae magic. Oh, huh. There's a lot of fae going on around me. Yeah, I. People are really trying to like. It's it's like when they discover that you you have a a little hobby, and so everyone buys you presents around that hobby Mm. because they think that's how it defines you. It's kind of like please don't don't pigeonhole me, everyone. And I look at the whole party. I I do more (laughs) than just. 
the fae person. I'm not the fae friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you are a little bit. I mean, Good yeah, podcast. I, yours is right. You are. <laughs> You're the token fae, Jin. Yeah. The token fae. Favoured <laughs> by Titania, you have a fae steed, you have a fae armour, I mean... An instrument. You are a fae as a changeling. Instrument of the bars. Okay, I need... I, need to I mean, if, if you're trying to it, break down stereotypes, you're not doing a great job. I need to find it. I need to find out who... <laughs> I need a new identity. <laughs> you know what? We're going to we're going to the elemental states. Everyone, close your eyes for six seconds. Okay. I did. Uh, Leosin doesn't close his eyes. Just okay. lucky. because like the other. <laughs> look, you guys could close it or not, but I'm going to shift into a Genesi because we're going to the elemental states. Right. So he watches so as that go... wave of white flips over, and then what color skin follows? What type we're of Genesi? Go the fire Genesi because it's a bit yeah. more flamboyant. Nice. So yeah, as, as the as the red skin begins to move across your hair, takes on this like slightly flame-like appearance. It's it's not really, it doesn't have the same effect as a, as an actual fire ganassi with the flaming I hair, it. but it has sort of got this charcoal swept back hair, and you, your changeling form Ooh, is able to imitate like some of the effects actually. of it. Yeah, no, I like the red that skin charcoal, and charcoal black hair. hair. Maybe like yeah. a little bit like lava infused to like make it look like that. Yeah, so it's, it's almost got like little red Molten highlights almost. and tips. You've yeah. got frosted tips, but they're like magma tips. Like <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fieri. Oh, no, Guy Fieri. He <laughs> <laughs> even wears a fire. I'm Guy, I'm Guy like Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> I love Guy Fieri, though, so it's fine. I've always endeavored oh. to buy one of those shirts. I'm Guy Fieri. Um, and you, I mean, you know what classic um, Ganassi outfits look like. A lot of um, very sort of like um, very modern looking clothes. Uh, suits and jackets and things like that very so the best sort of description is almost like a little bit semi-futuristic like cut cut suits that match the tone really closely um often they wear like undershirts that are buttoned up or, or under tunics but then these these jackets and, and cloaks that look a bit more a bit more modern and as you i'm gonna go with the flame shirt like flame shirt. okay you watch as the glamour weave armor <laughs> shifts and changes with you and transforms Whoa. into this sort of like f- like white tunic with these flame motifs along the bottom oh that's that's very tasteful Jin. i like that a lot that's good i feel good this feels good doesn't it well shall we hit the states lead the way be my guest awesome you guys head down the gangplank also what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, are we going straight to the shops or are we gonna go uh, seek out the, uh, the flesh people in the city first? Oh, you, think... you mean the flesh, the flesh sculptor? Maybe. Probably I should think go see. We want to lean on that first. Oh yes, I'm going should to go speak to, to one of my Harper contacts and get come back and meet yes. you. I thought you want to do some shopping first. Uh, Ozalor, um, Water Ganassi, lovely guy. And he, he's, our, he's our Harper contact here in the city. I'm going to have a chat to him and get him to come meet you. Uh, I thought you'd want to do some oh. shopping first, though. Sorry. No, no. I think yeah, Charles is pretty it. keen, I think, to get this uh, yes. to get this going. I mean, hey, it's one step closer to getting Lyra back. Um... That's very true. Well, good luck to you. Enjoy the city. I believe the market district is uh, actually quite near the airship docks. It's only sort of a little bit of a walk if you head a little bit southeasterly of where you are now, down the main road. I, I believe you'll get there in no time at all if I if I remember the layout of the city correctly. I think that's right. You'll be fine. Gives you a big thumbs up. Quite all possibly right. we might get some local pointers as well, Shana, if we keep oh, yeah. our eyes open. 
Yeah. Always a good idea. Keep an ear to the grounds, all that. Two ears, as often as I could spare them. Nice. <laughs> yes. um, as you guys head down the gangplank and across the airship docks, you can see that the dwarven airship that was unloading a series of ore seems to have finished. Does anyone here speak dwarven? Yes. Uh, Mira does. I, do. Probably. I speak primordial, yes. though. Is that going to help a lot in the elemental states? Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, Primordial will come a little bit handy. Yerveth speaks Dwarven as well. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Mira and Yerveth. As you guys walk down the gangplank, you can see carved in the side of this massive airship is a series of Dwarven runes. Um, and you can see that this is called the Wind's Gambit. Cool. 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 Is the name of the ship. Uh, and as the Dwarves continue unloading, you can hear a couple of them talking in Dwarven to each other. Um, nothing too interesting, but a, a bit of like... Right, we've got the rest of the iron ore off. We need to make tracks back to Balmere before it's too late. We need to get back there to transport some of the more precious metals. Uh, another female dwarf speaks up and goes, Are we doing another d delivery of adamantine in the next two months? I, I don't understand what's the rush. <clears throat> like, war is coming, lass. Got to be ready. Protect our own. And make a bit of a buck on the side, as it were. Oh, yeah, of course. Make a bit of a make a bit of gold on the side. Always, always a great way forwards. And as they continue like moving back up the gangplank, they just walk past you and the dwarf mutters in dwarven, excuse me, big job, as he walks past you and pushes through. Oh, uh, excuse me, um, and I say in dwarvish, uh, excuse me, uh, which is the way to the markets? The male dwarf who's dressed in this like ankle length chainmail, massive belt tying off around his midriff, um, turns around very slowly and looks back at you. Um, very dark, coal black hair, this massive beard, but braided really beautifully into a series of knots that tie down around into his belt. And he turns around and looks at you. Hey, not a bad, uh, bad attempt at Dwarvish for an outsider. Thanks. I have a bit of a lisp, but I, that's okay. Oh, your, your accent's not too bad. It's rare to meet a dragonborn who knows how to speak the great, the great tongue. Just bow, respectfully. Oh, and uh, polite as well. Yeah, I would. I would probably. Yerveth would probably be standing nearby as well. Just um, yeah, because because you can understand Dwarvish. Just waiting to yeah. jump in, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the market district. You're heading in the right direction. Take the main road down. Uh, I believe it's down Sea Spray Thoroughfare, and you'll arrive at the market district in no time. You, uh, you traders, don't look like it. What is ah. she? As he looks at uh, Shana, <laughs> still speaking in Dwarvish at this point. <laughs> Uh, I'll switch, I'll switch she, she's complicated. Yeah, that's what I'll say in Dwarvish. In Dwarvish. <laughs> a bit more of a rural accent, but uh, not too bad. I'm guessing you learnt from Hilduarves. Aye. You'd, you'd be correct. You can tell. Still working on it. My inflections are not quite there, but yes, perhaps more time spent with your kind and I'll get a little bit better. You need to hold two rocks in each cheek to be able to speak to Gorvish with any degree of, uh, of certainty uh, and, and, and authenticity. See, that's what I was missing. I was uh, you elves, that. you elves, you're too, too, too afraid to get your hands dirty. Put two rocks in your mouth and you'll learn to speak dwarf like a true Nerlin in no time. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Make me an insight check. Of course you can. 24. Yeveth, you, this dwarf's played you for a fuel. He's he's yep. put, put rocks in your mouth. He's he's having a laugh at your expense. The reason you can yeah. tell is the female dwarf behind him. Again, beautiful beard, much smaller than the man's beard, but 
beautifully braided, long sideburns that have been braided down as well. She sniggers a little bit like, <laughs> like into her into her beard a little bit, just behind him out of sight, as he says this about the rocks in his rocks in your mouth. Well, good day to you. We're on a bit of a time time limit. Uh, you'll forgive me if we don't stay too much longer. You mentioned war was coming. Are the states of Barmir in trouble? Sort of gives you a bit of a look, Yerveth. I fail to see how that's any business to an outsider. Ooh, dwarves. <laughs> I mean, we are adventurers. We have... We've also dwarves. been away. We are not up to date with the current affairs. That is true. Well, I'm sure you'll find someone who's keen to have a bit of a chinwag, but for the moment, my partner and I are under a bit of a... bit of a rush, as I said before. You've got business with dwarves, business in dwarven kingdoms. I'm sure you'll speak to one of the Nolockers, give you the information that you require. If you have the correct uh, access, that is. He gives a bit of a look, a bit of a bit of a smirk across his face as he um, sort of like, hmm. If war truly is coming, we do have a friend. I do have a dwarven friend in the Order of the Gauntlet, quite high. Might be able to lend you some assistance. I'd have to get a message out to him, but and see if he's not already preoccupied, but he may be willing to help. I believe he may have even had business in Valmir at last I spoke. Well, you must be speaking to him then if you've got a special connection, Elf. Ah. I, um... Well, I best be off then. Good luck on your travels. Good luck to you too. And the female dwarf sort of gives a bit of a, a bit of a chuckle as he turns back around and then they begin walking off. I'll turn to um Yerveth and say, Don't mind them. They're just they're from the mountains. No, no, I know. I I've spent my fair t- bit of time around dwarves. They're all especially yeah. given our prerequisition with the elves, it's uh yeah, we've always found a little bit of animosity. Can I say in Dwarvish to Yerveth, where did you learn to speak Dwarvish? Of course you can. <laughs> um, Yerveth kind of looks up a little bit and goes, I've been around a little while, um, picked up words here and there in my travels. Um, my, my work with the, uh, with the Historic Society <clears throat> has seen me go to a fair few places around Nostea. Um, it pays to know a little bit of the local tongues when you're in those areas to help get by. Hmm. Similar to me then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was kind of useful. I put, I just kind of wave at Shana. He was just interested in you. Uh, I wouldn't worry, but he said the market's this way. <laughs> if you could trust him, that is. Oh, you will. Did they say anything that wasn't trustworthy? <laughs> This way isn't going to go down murder alley, is it? I mean, he did tell me to eat rocks, so... I mean... That seems rude. And yeah, I thought so too, Lockie. They're just a bit standoffish. And here I am offering our assistance to whatever troubles are happening in Balmia. Perhaps we could hear more about it in the city. We have been away on a summit for a while. As you said, ear to the, ear to the ground. Nose to the ground? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh. One of those. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I'll I'll take it from that point. You guys continue walking onwards. Um, 
the first thing that strikes you about the city of Drelmethion is how beautiful it is. It's not like any city any of you have ever seen before, except for Jin, who has been to Drelmethion before. Um, mm. Very, like, a lot of the towers and spires, as I said, are made from metal with strips of glass running down them in these almost uninterrupted veins of glass, forming windows that cut across floors and, and travel up the full side. Most of these buildings and these spires have hollows carved into them that are designed to allow for plants to grow up the side. And as such, a lot of the city has this overgrown look to it. But as you look closer, you realize that a lot of the growth is very deliberate. These plants are being encouraged to grow up along the sides, forming these intricate spirals and are being very carefully tended to. As you, as you walk through, you can see there is a legion of earth and water ganassi moving throughout the city dressed in these very utilitarian overalls, all marked with this symbol that you don't recognize, this circular symbol in the center of the chest um, with these spiraling patterns forming these intricate, almost stylized shapes of the four elements in the center. And they seem to be some sort of official uniform they're wearing as they move throughout the city and begin tending to a lot of the plants. Some of the water ganassi using a form of shaped water to cut sections of errant plant work off. And some of the earth ganassi using a variation of um, mold earth to move and shape a lot of the, the, the soil around it and to aerate the, the soil a little bit more and allow for um, uh, per, permit, per, permeation? Permeation is what I'm looking for. Permeation of the water that's being created by the water ganassi. I had a real mind blank there on the word permeation. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as you guys continue through, um, yeah, as I said before, very kind of futuristic vibe to this city, it, it, very huge contrast to the rest of Oshia and, and Nostea that you've explored before. The clothing is very clean cut suits that have no buttons or markings. They're all just sort of like the, the shoulder pads, uh, arms rolled up at the sleeves and then straight cut down the center of the, the body, allowing for a tunic underneath to shine. And a lot of the tunics are actually brightly colored with patterns, but a lot of the outer jackets tend to be quite single colors. And as you watch, you can kind of see there's a bit of an association. A lot of Ganassi with the same coat colors tend to be spending time with each other. But there's a huge mix of all the different types of Ganassi. Like the, the, the actual type of Ganassi they are, water, fire, um, earth or air doesn't make any bearing as far as you can see on, on who they're spending time with but there seems to be a whole class structure here based on clothing that you you have no idea what's going on here Jin, you vaguely remember something about um the the working classes have different uniforms that they wear it's quite a tightly controlled state the elemental states you don't remember much more than that you were quite drunk at the time <laughs> not too much more sunk in at that point um but yeah, you Perfect. can see that they tend to be moving around in most of their groups. It looks like because it's quite early morning, around about 9, 10 o'clock that you've arrived, you can see a lot of Ganassi are actually heading off to work. A number of the buildings look to be uh, locations, not just of, of people living, but also locations of uh, work. There are a number of shops built in. And as you get onto the middle of this street, Sea Spray Avenue, you can see down at the end a multi-tiered structure, all open air with intricate, um, like almost like canvas colored canvas flags waving down and forming these ladder structures around it four or five layers and this is clearly the markets you can see that there are a number of ganassi moving around there's stalls inside this this colored covered area as well and on the top you can see this massive revolving illusionary symbol of a fire ganassi holding up this metallic sphere clicking his fingers the metallic sphere splits into a few different parts and flies around his head and then he catches them one by one 
and then the image shimmers and goes back to the beginning where he's holding the sphere and he throws it up. Um, illusionary advertising cool. for Ganassi. <laughs> wow. As you guys head down the street towards the market district, which is this multi-layered structure, as you arrive out the front, you can see there are a number of Ganassi, mostly young female Ganassi dressed in these orange jackets, looking around and like waving to people as they come in and, and directing people as they as they approach and going, oh yes, you need to head upstairs and then along the left. Oh yes, very, very good. Giving them a wave off. I think I start realizing that probably my outfit was maybe like from five years ago when I was here. So I'm probably outdated. Uh, five years? I'd add a zero <laughs> to the end of that. Granddad. Well, when was, I don't know when Jin was last year. Oh, Jin, Jin was there five years ago, but you're wearing like very out of date clothing. Yeah, that's it's, what I mean. Like it's no, outdated. I'm looking not around by five like, years, like, like, like by 50 sweats. years out of date. <laughs> I'm sitting going like, it's like the Avatar like episode. It's exact. I was about to say, it's exactly like when Aang <laughs> goes to the Fire Nation and thinks that, uh, Flamio, my uh, Flamio, hot man. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just doing like all these like old, out of date like. If you want to say Flamio, hot readings. man, I'm, I'm happy to allow that. That's hilarious. <laughs> is that is that an old one from back? You don't know. Like... <laughs> You've got no idea. <laughs> Just you can say it though. No, I'm not gonna say it. Okay. So... But I'm, I'm sweating as I'm like, what? The, the, the thing that strikes you most about the the city of Dromethion is how few other people there are. Like you see a smattering of other travelers like yourselves, um, a few halflings moving in a group, being led by another uh, a water ganassi man who has a little flag on a pole as he leads them from one location to another. Oh. <laughs> um, you can see there's a, a group of uh, another group of adventurers similar to yourselves that uh, approach the market district as as you guys sort of come up. They are just in front of you. Uh, and as they walk down and, and talk to one of these uh, these Ganassi, these female Ganassi dressed in the orange suits, they're directed up to a, a higher floor. They thank her and begin heading up. Um, they move out of sight pretty quickly. But that's kind of it. There's not very many other non-Ganassi Whoa. here. Yeah, Yervis is more is maybe like slightly uncomfortable, and he's like this. He's very skeptical as well at this whole scene. Good <clears throat> city. Spending, yeah, spending a lot of time in the streets of the of Oxenford. He's like. This is this is too good. This is too clean. Uh, this is there's something going on. Is there any like beggars or anyone on the streets like you know looking for money? Is there? Uh, yeah, yeah, you what's, know what's me too vibe? well. You know me too well. No, no beggars on the streets. Uh, there's just there's just a lot of rumbas cleaning the streets. Actually, what? I was about to say one of the things that you do see. <laughs> Is no. this no no no? Is this cylinder made of metal with these mechanical well. parts moving out of it that is moving behind and sweeping the street as it moves along? And you can see that sitting um, on top of it is a small gnome driving it, and he's like pulling this lever, and then this arm comes wow. out and grabs a piece of uh, a piece of ripped up paper, stuffs it inside the trash can side. You hear this as it compacts whatever has been added in. You know, it just like shakes his head a little bit, like wow okay um he and then he's just gonna look for thieves can't to see if he can see anything that's familiar to him Ooh. look for thieves can't yeah like any yeah. Sort of or anything so yeah so, yeah so thieves can't kind of the spoken version thieves runes are the written version you speak both being oh, proficient okay. in thieves can't oh, this is this is just for because can't specifically is a spoken form of dialect which is really funny that they call it thieves can't and then there's also a series right. of written runes it's just it's just D not doing their proper lexicography research um as you look around for thieves runes um there's a lot of symbols here do you speak primordial 
Yes. Okay, there's a lot of symbols here you recognize. You speak primordial, so you <laughs> recognize all these symbols here. Um, you're looking for symbols that look out of place. You're not really seeing many. Most of the signs seem to be in primordial. Most of them seem to be appropriate for what there should be. No sign of any thieves. No sign of any runes that would seem familiar to you as a... Um, is indicative of an active underground element. Wow. That okay. you see. Um, that's a good question. How many How many speak primordial? I know Shana does. Matt I does. Can. Or Yevda does. Yeah, I got it from does. my beans. Okay. Oh, from the beans. I got yeah. the, yeah, I got the he learned, primordial, he primordial, primordial from, from eating magic bean. Which is, doesn't make much sense, but... Um, the beans! Did, I'm sorry, the beans? Did any of the powers gained by the beans make much sense? Shana got a wish spell. I mean, let's I not... Got, I got animal husband no, husbandry. <laughs> I love that Emmerich learned about... You, what was it? Agriculture. Just climb Agriculture. Up walls now. Yeah, hydroponics. Emmerich learned about hydroponics. If I remember correctly. Yeah, Emmerich was like, it was like hydroponics or it was like irrigation or something. Yeah, it was crop really irrigation. Weird. It was crop irrigation. That's right. That's it. So weird. So weird. Um... That's, but yeah, that's what you guys see. As, as you guys are sort of standing around outside the market district, looking around, you're sort of looking for things to see. The rest of you kind of looking, being like, oh my God, this city. One of the um, one of the Ganassi sort of sees you guys looking around and steps up. You can see she's an earth Ganassi. She has this very dark brown skin with little points of crystal vein, this purple um, vein sort of running through certain sections of her skin, dressed in the orange coat. And as she walks up, you can see she looks quite young. Um, her braided hair is pushed back and tied back into a very short kind of braided top knot. She walks up to you. Oh, hello there. Are you, you a bit lost? Can I can I help you out? Ah, uh, Flamio, my good rock man. She <laughs> gives you a look. Oh, Struth. Ah, uh, Flamio, hot, hot man. Ah, uh, rock man. Because you do it by the different... But you said to types. me, rock man... Even though I'm a rock woman, do I say hot man to you because you're a fire ganassi? Uh, that... I've not heard this before. Is this is this like old people lingo? Oh, I th oh. <laughs> um, it was quite popular when I was last here. Oh, sure. Okay. A while ago. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Cool. You look uh, yeah. a little bit a little bit lost. Uh, I, I'm 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 here to help like guide you if you if you need a bit of a hand. If you if you need someone to take you around the marketplace, I'm I'm here to do it. Um. I'm interested in doing a spot of shopping. Um, I was wondering if you could point us in the right directions over the markets. I see they're exceptionally large. Oh, here's the markets. You found them right above me. That's them right there. Yes. Um, yes, is there best particular... um, proprietors of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, is there a particular section that you can point us to that's mainly focused around... Um, Combat and magical armor and the whatnot. Um, is it magic items grouped yeah. together. Mm. Yeah, so obviously you can skip floors one and two. That's all for produce and food. We'll take you up to floors three and four. I, I, I can go with you if you like. If you need a bit of a hand finding things. What is your name? Oh, I'm Amethyst. Yeah. Lovely to meet you. Amethyst. Oh, I get it because of the. Hi. Lovely to meet you. I'm the what? Fieri. Uh, you're because you've got the purple. Oh. Uh, no, they're scars. I no, I heard that, that I was given that name before I got these. I wasn't scarred as a baby. Oh, oh, my, my apologies. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, as, as oh, Earth so Ganassi get bigger, cool. sometimes our skin doesn't quite keep up with our growth. You can get little cracks in it like this. And she points to her cheek. There's a very small crack there on her cheek. With oh. Purple gemstones underneath it. That's okay. Convenient. <laughs> Awkward. Mm -hmm. um, well, sorry, my, my apologies. Lovely to meet you. I'm Fieri. 
Fieri, nice to meet you. Hey. Nice. If you want to say your names, we can skip over the bit where you introduce yourselves for the millionth time yeah, to an NPC. Yeah. You'll just introduce yourselves as your names. I, I, we've done this so many times, I'm happy to just be like, you guys, introduce yourselves. Oh, that's, yeah. wow, you guys have come a long way. And by airship too, you must be a pretty, pretty big adventuring party. We get a few coming through every so often, being so close to, being so close to, uh, Nost- uh, being so close to Oceania. Get a few people coming here looking for some, some good items. Do you have stuff to sell as well? I could take you to a pawnbroker. I have a couple of things, but... Hmm. Are you a guide? Is yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a personal shopping assistant. Are we, you? Do we have to, do we have to pay you for this? No, 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 service, no, no, no. Covered, covered by the elemental states, by the graciousness of the four elements. Inside check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inside check. Yeah. While we're doing that, uh, Lockie will ask: Is there, is there a place for um, enchanting or disenchanting? Yeah, oh, there's a, there's a few different places I could take you to. Yeah, I, I could do that. Um, 15, Mira. You get the sense that obviously her wages <clears> are paid. <throat> you also get the sense that potentially tipping is a potential source of income for her. There might also be arrangements that she has with certain shopkeepers. Yeah. The, the, the political mind, the mind, the political mind inside of you from being a politician ticks over. Yeah. And you're like, all right, let's follow the money. Where's the money going to come from? I, honestly, she, I feel like I'm back in Beijing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you would know that most likely there would be an arrangement that some of these personal shopping assistants might have set up with certain shops where if they can get certain traffic to those shops, they might make a little bonus <clears throat> or maybe a little commission. Okay. Power to you. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I'm probably just going to glance at Mira because I'm like, I'd be interested to see what she gleaned from that and then kind of nod. Mira just kind of would shrug, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Roll her eyes and shrug. Yeah, it's, it's it's the tuk-tuk driver that just happens to know someone that still suits. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can I can take you to uh, take you to an enchanter. There's uh, oh, there's probably a few places I could take you past on the on the fourth floor. That's sort of the area for most magical items. If you're looking for like mundane items of warfare, probably floor three is where we want to be headed. Um, are there any things in particular that you're looking for? I can see you're pretty decked out. That's a cool cloak you got, Mister. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. no, super cool. Does the, is that like, does the drake come with the cloak or is that like a separate thing as Eleanor like sort of <laughs> leans around from behind you? That's a, a separate, separate thing. Eleanor growls as you call her that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, sorry. Bad I, move, yeah, that's bad. I'm sorry. Ooh. Who made you pet daddy all of a sudden? Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I am favoured by Queen Titania. So oh, yes, I did see that. I was there, yeah. actually, yes. <laughs> Well, I don't call my thing that, or they. Or my thing. You haven't called it anything yet, because <laughs> it just came into existence about ten minutes ago. Oh, it's been living in the Feywilds. Guys, I can hear that there's a lot of, like, resentment and anger building. Can I suggest that maybe we have a small break to, like, meditate, perhaps? No. Or maybe a cool drink. No, no, I can no take you to... Yet. On the second floor, there's all sorts of, like, culinary delights. You want a cool drink? We've got some, like, freshly squeezed mango my juice. My friend here and I have a very unique relationship. Maybe we'll just go straight to the fourth. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I think fourth, fourth floor sounds like a good starting point. Yeveth will look at Jin and be like, perhaps I'll teach you this one day so you can speak to your beloved. And I say what? it in Sylvan. Whip. I say it in Sylvan. I don't think Jin speaks Sylvan. I don't know Sylvan. <laughs> <laughs> I know Draconic Primordial and Common. Yeah, you don't know what I'm saying. Unless I, I got Sylvan from my, like... Queen Titania favor, otherwise no, it doesn't. Does ah. not grant. You don't just get granted a language. So, You're gonna yeah, have to get no. that the old-fashioned way by I learning don't have it. That. 
I might actually learn that actually. That's not a bad downtime thing. As um probably be handy. As Yerveth switches into this very flowing, beautiful uh, dialect, does anyone else here speak Sylvan? I don't think any of you do. No. Yerveth basically switches into Welsh as he goes like Luel and Coel, Fairwin. The fuck? <laughs> um, yes, yes. What you just said. Oh, was that a blessing for like good shopping? Great idea. I should say a little thing too. May you have really good a shopping experience here. How's that? Perfect. Simple blessing. Great. All right. We'll just make sure you follow the flag. And she unpins from her belt and un- like pulls out this telescopic flag that she pulls out and, and as it goes up this metal pole with a little purple flag on it. Purple for Amethyst. You can follow me now. She begins waving the flag. Oh, this is kind of adorable. Oh. <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> just be tourists for a time. I'd rather be back in the jungle than face this. <sighs> She's- I'm with the others. <laughs> How quiet are you guys being with this? I, 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 th- that's whisper. That's text. Okay. I don't say that loudly. I say that under my breath. Like, yeah, oh. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I will quickly, as like we're all walking away, I gotta try to play it cool before, but I will lean into you and be like, what were we actually speaking? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> be cool, be cool. I, I whispered back to him, I was speaking Sylvan. I thought oh. you might have picked that one up. No, no, you have to teach me that. Sure. Perfect. As he walks away, I put on a, uh, a little sign that says, kick me. <laughs> With my chin. As, as you guys walk past the, the other personal shopping assistants, um, this water ganassi male with long seaweed green hair reaching down across his shoulders. And you can see that there's this like, um, almost like rainbow mist above him from the condensation off his hair. Uh, as as Yervis walks past, he goes, oh, mate, here, let me grab that for you. And he pulls off this sign. <laughs> Some little rapscallion put a sign in your back, mate. Lucky, lucky no one kicked you, hey? He scrunches it up and puts it in a bin. I give, uh, I give Jin a bit of a death stare. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even touch you. Oh, mm. Scout's honor. I used mage mm. hands, so I didn't actually touch him with my hands. Mm. <laughs> I, I, as, I still look at you. I know your tricks, Jin. Don't try oh, don't be like that. As you guys walk right. into the, the market district, the lower floors are chaotic. There are ganassi everywhere, and the stalls are, while somewhat neatly arranged, very busy. This whole lower floor seems to be fresh produce, and you can see that there are rows and rows of fruits and vegetables being hawked from a number of sellers. Ganassi sort of crowding around, buying things, shoving them into bags. You can see there's a couple of air ganassi flying across the ceiling as they sort of float on these little clouds moving across, mm-hmm. snatching up little bits of fruit from the uh, from the cellars and chucking down some coins as well, getting the occasional, oi, fuck off, from one of the earth ganassi. It's like this air ganassi <laughs> flies over and just grabs some fruit. <laughs> and that's another water ganassi was trying to purchase this fruit that the air ganassi just took. Um, <laughs> Amethyst leads you immediately to the right and up a set of stairs. The stairs that are set into the, the side of the tower are made of stone with these... Uh, almost like silver bandings along them forming these intricate pathways. And you can see that there's paint on the floor in different colors showing different lines. Uh, and for those of you who speak primordial, they have level one, level two, level three, level four um, on them as the paint leads up and then takes you to different floors. You just literally followed up the stairs. Um, she takes you all the way up past the second floor, which looks to be um, less fresh produce and more um, refined foods and, and, and readied foods. You can see there's a number of restaurants that have been set up as well and some food stores that are selling all sorts of various delicious looking goods. One store that you walk past is a fire ganassi man who looks 
a little bit similar to Jin, and he Ooh. is frying up these this massive cauldron of bright red, almost like a falafel consistency, and the steam and smoke coming off this smells delicious, but very spicy. <laughs> As he's just flipping them away, and he's like, "Yeah, come get your flame and hot flags." And he's just flicking them around, getting these uh, these spicy falafels cooking. Amethyst leads you up the last set of stairs, past a series of stalls on the third floor, which seem to be selling arms and weapons, um, as well as armor and various uh, protective wear, some traveling cloaks and, and traveling goods, general traveling goods that might be needed or, or adventuring gear that's fairly standard. Again, as she takes you up the final set of stairs to the top floor. You can see this floor is much, much smaller and is actually a balcony level that has been converted into a series of stalls covered by this glistening dome of fabric swirling slowly, held aloft by these tendrils of blue magic, holding the swirling fabric aloft. And as she leads you up to the top floor, she goes, right, so what sort of stuff are you, are you looking for? If you're looking for like wands and things, I can take you to the, uh, the wise wizard's merchants. If you're looking for spell scrolls and things like that, we could probably head over to... Uh, Rick Tosin scrollering. Um, what sort of stuff are you looking for? You, you tell me and I'll take you there. With magical armor and weapons, if they're in a similar location. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just head down this aisle here. I'll take you to who who looks pretty free today and who'd be a good match for you guys. Hmm. Yeah, come with me. I think we'll, we'll find someone for you. Uh, and Amethyst begins. I look at the others pointedly. <laughs> um. As you walk down this this third aisle on the right on this top floor, you pass the adventuring party you'd seen before. You can see a dragonborn um, dressed in, in very nice plate mail armor haggling over this massive greatsword inscribed with runes. Um, and she's, she's having a bit of a tough time. You must understand, this is very, very expensive and very heavy, and it cuts things very well. The Ganassi sort of looks this earth Ganassi goes, yeah, but it's a lot of blood on the hilt. Like, I see there's been some nicks and damage. It's not going to be an easy uh, turnaround. <laughs> this was made, this was forged in the fires of a volcano by my ancestor. Oh, so it's not very like, wasn't a consistent heat then. I'm going to have to worry about metal tempering and some sort of like heat dispersal through the, uh, the aspects of the blade. Uh... <laughs> Does he have an expert he's going to call in? Oh, you don't know. Let me get my body, who's an expert in great salt. <laughs> Look, it's, it's for $20,000. I'll give you 100 for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was forged in the fires of Mount Doom. Oh, look, Mount Doom's not a great sounding name. How am I going to sell that on? Fires of Mount, like, excellent metalwork. That'd be much better. Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, but did, did they have health insurance? What I want to know. Like, how many lives were lost making this thing? <laughs> Is this a blood sword? Yeah. I need to know about it. Look, there's blood on it. Um, as you guys walk past, uh, Amethyst leads you to a store that is is quite well set up. You can see that it is actually carved out of marble. There are a series of gold runes carved into the countertop and sitting behind the desk reading a novel um, that is written in Primordial. For those of you who speak Primordial, the name of the novel is Modern Metallurgy and Intricate Knotwork. The knot is spelt N-O-T, not K-N-O-T. N-O-T work, just so that you know. Um, and as you approach, you can see that it is a water ganassi. Uh, she looks to be quite old. You can see that her hair has sort of greyed from this bright, vibrant green to a much more subdued, greyish green colour. And her eyes as well seem to be a little bit clouded over. The green has lost a bit of its luster and turned to this almost like a, a very light sea foam blue 
Um, her skin as well has a series of scars across it in the shape of what looks to be almost a like a series of lattices, almost like a grid has been carved onto one of her shoulders. And as you approach an amethyst cough, she goes, <clears throat> um, Siren, I've got some got some people to, to, to have a bit of a look at your stuff. And I think they've got some stuff that you might be interested in too. She lowers the book and looks at all of you. Yeah, go on. Put it on the counter, let's have a look at it, eh? What have you got? Um, no one else is selling anything. I've got a couple of things. I might have something. I might well. have something as well. I don't know if I want to sell it yet, so I actually need to get it looked at first. I could do appraisals <coughs> for free. Oh, oh, really? Um, could you yeah. appraise these and pull out um, two spell scrolls? I just yeah. wanted to know what they were for. She pulls open and has a bit of a look at the spell scrolls. Now, Lockie, forgive my memory. Have we told I, you what those spell scrolls are? No, you have not. One is Brilliant. the fifth and one is the first. Okay, let's see if I've written them down somewhere, just in case. God, when did I give these to you? Ages ago. I've been holding on. Uh, yeah. Why did you not get someone to look at them before <laughs> now? <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> this is like our first shopping <laughs> All right, we're going to roll for them. Lockie, yeah. we're rolling for them. Um Here's what we're going to do because I, I I don't think I've written it down. If I go back and have a bit of a look, I'm going to get into I'm going to get into all sorts of trouble. Um, all right, Lockie, can you please roll for me a d? Can you roll two d20s, please? One and one's twelve. All right, we'll do the level two first. Uh, the level two is a scroll of magic weapon. Cool. I will cool. put this here so that we remember it. Spell scroll of magic weapon. And the spell scroll level five is, what was your second roll? A 12. Oh, oh your first one was a one. That's good to get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, uh, is animate objects. Okay. Ah. Cool. Okay. Perfect. There you go. Um, she has a bit of a look over them. Oh, look, I could probably get a bit of uh, bit of cash for both of these. I can see this one here. This fifth level's, uh, that's going to be quite good. Animate uh, animate objects. You sure you don't want to keep these? Oh, I am. Um, hmm. Well, how much would I be able to get for them? Ah, uh, for, look, let me have a bit of a look through. I could probably give you maybe 300, maybe, maybe 300 for the magic weapon scroll. For the animate objects, we're looking at maybe about 500. Only because magic weapon's quite a rare one to get. 500 for fifth level seems a little light. Well, you've got to be able to cast the spell. And for wizards, it's just an ability to learn it. I mean, sure. But Do you want to make me an insight check, Lockie? Mm-hmm. All right. Is it going to be high? Wait for it. Yeah, I know. Gonna... I hope it's high. Six. Nope. nope. Lockie, you... I'll add plus four to that for a ten. Ten. Okay, that's a bit better. Yeah, Lockie, yeah. as she, she says that, you're like, ah, oh, I would have thought it was worth more than that. And then as you think about it a bit more, you're like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. She's offering me it. 300 for the second level spell and 500 for the fifth level spell. Hmm. That math doesn't quite add up. It doesn't. No, no. See, no, what I'm... Get what I'm holding on to here is not just the spell itself. I mean, it is just a once-off, but it's also the knowledge of the spell, and that seems far too light for that. I would imagine it would be at least whew, four times more than that. Four, four times talking more. Is, Mate, good luck to you. Well, 
while Lockie's talking and they're having a back and forth, yeah. I'm going to place my hand on Lockie and just go, I think you're on the right track there, Lockie. And I give him a bardic inspiration just to help him with any ongoing rolls. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, Lockie, she sort of looks and goes, oh, good luck to you, mate. You're not going to get more than more than five, six hundred for that. At best. Well, I'm being very generous with the magic weapon scroll. It's only because I've been looking for something similar for some time. Five, normally, normally a second level spell scroll would go for about 150. Well, if you, if, if you quoted me 300 for the first, and then just logarithmically, I should at least get 1,000 for this one. No, only because I want that spell scroll. Only because magic weapons one I've been looking for for some time. I don't care well, about I don't care about animating objects. Ah, well, my friend, if, if, if you want this, then it should be worth that much to you, shouldn't it? Well, the spell... Yeah, I've told you. I'll, I'll pay you 300. Normally, you'd only 300? get 150 for magic weapon. I'll pay you, I'll pay you 300. Oh, no, no, I'm talk- not talking about the magic weapon. I'm talking about the animate objects. I'll give you I, I'll give you 500 for it. No, not 500 for it. That, that seems far too right. Like I was saying, 1,000 sounds right. Lucky, do you want to make your persuasion check? Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Yes, I gave him can help him before he makes the roll no. at all? Like, no. I think, I think it... Let him go. Yeah. He's doing it by himself. I, I mean, 17. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. Agibotic. 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 It's a D10. Uh, uh, a negative two as well. Uh, yeah. D10 at the moment, I think. <laughs> That's so good. That's a 19 minus yeah. two. Yeah. 19 minus two is 17. Wow. That's awesome. Plus three. 20. 20. Dirty 20, man. She's size. There you go. Look, the most you're going to get for a level five spell scroll around here is about 650. I, if you sell me the scroll of magic weapon, I'll give you, I'll, I will I will buy the other one, the animate objects for the full price of 650. But I'll tell you now, you're not gonna get more than that from anyone else. I didn't know that. You can, you can have a thing. Yeah, so you for two scrolls. That, mm. No, 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 no. I'll pay you the six fifty for the mm. scroll of animate objects, and two fifty on top of that for the scroll of magic weapon. Total nine hundred for both. Nine hundred for both. It's the best. It's the best you're going to get. Best price. Best price. <clears throat> so. <laughs> So sorry to interject here, Lockie, but if we went around and asked other proprietors, would you be yeah, happy that's with that? Yeah, Feel free, mate. You're welcome to. No one's going to pay more for magic weapon than I am. So I'm the only one who fucking wants it. All right. Well, I'm, I'll be here all day. So. Right. Well, are you guys going to waste my time too, or have you actually got something you want to buy or sell? What's this guy actually selling? She. At the moment. Sorry. Yeah, at the moment behind her, she seems to have a series of display cases that have uh, a variety of jewellery on display. The display cases themselves look to be warded. You can see there's a faint shimmer of magic across them. Behind her, she has a couple of um, a couple of display cases up on the walls showing off various items, including a few staves as well, and a few wands. Do you have a list of the objects that you're selling here at your store? What, like a catalogue? Some places do. Oh, yeah, it's called D&D Beyond, mate. 
Yeah, I can. If, if I don't have it, I can find it. What about a uh, ring of protection? That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Mira, great minds think alike. A couple of rings of protection. I might be able to sort you out there. Let me have a quick look and see how many I've got available. Five yeah, I could probably do two rings of protection. I've got one on me right now. I don't know where I can source a second. Rings of protection, though, a bit of a costly object. It's going to it's cost a you about. Deal if you bought two at a time. I'll I'll reduce it to three thousand each if you buy two. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> that's spicy. Um, it's a rare magical item that gives you like unparalleled protection. Really spicy. So, These are forged in the fires of Mount Doom. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what did you watch, Shana? I was just going to say, I mean, if you've got such an extensive um, catalogue, if you will, I'm assuming that should you have a, the illusionist braces, they're probably way above what anyone could reasonably afford. Oh, let me have a bit of a look. Let's have a look here. No, I don't have any in stock, unfortunately. That's going to be a tricky one. I can I can give it a bit of a go to see if I can locate, but I, I haven't got any of that in stock myself. Short request. It's, um... I haven't seen one myself. Yonks. Mm. I, let me have a bit of a look. I, I might be able to... I can give you a bit of a, a rough quote. Give me a moment. Uh, you're probably looking at probably looking at about two thousand for that. Oh, you wouldn't say you would. You know anyone that would have them here, or you can't? Could you get it in within the next few days at all? Oh, I can have a bit of a check, but it's going to be a complicated one. That's not a very common item. I'll um, I'll look. I'll, I can't make any promises. I can give it a go, but I'm not so sure I'll be able to get it in time if it's only a few days. That sounds like a special piece. I might have to get commissioned, which means if I can't source it, it's going to be an extra 500 on top to get it commissioned and created for you. You can get it still within that time frame, within that price. Um, if it's going to be created, it's going to, you're talking about a week at, at least. Now look, I, I know, I look, look I, I, know, I know what sort of things you might be interested in. Like, check this out. And she pulls out a small bell, a silver bell on a, on a length of silver chain. This, this is really cool. This is really special. And, and from the sounds of your responses, a bit more within your price range. This is a chime of opening. You give it a, give it a ring. You can strike it, point at an object within a little bit of you, and it will unlock it. Open it and unlock it. It's a quiet version of Shatter. Well, I still make some noise, but yeah, sure. Doesn't do any damage. It's just it's you, you make the chime, and then it makes a makes a bit of noise, unlocks unlocks doors or latches or other things like that. Ten times. You don't. You don't need what that. The others You've got me. It's yes. Um, I think we're we're more after the um, or at least I don't know about the others, but at least me, I'm more interested in things that could um improve my combat abilities 
combat abilities. You're some sort of uh, spellcaster, right? I'm not seeing any... Uh... Oh, you do have a sword on your back. Mostly spellcaster. Like, those braces, they um, provide a very interesting spell effect. If you have anything similar. The illusionist's braces you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know what they do, love. I'm not some fucking amateur. <laughs> Let me have a bit of a look. Things that might help you with your spellcasting. I've got a number of... Uh, as you can see, I've got a few staffs here that might be of interest to you. These are a bit on the pricier side, those staffs. Uh, what else have I got? I've got some winged boots in stock, but again, they're a little bit pricey. Um, I like the thing to use winged boots. <laughs> yeah. Maybe oh, just right. one boot. Of course. For sure. <laughs> just one one on her head is a hat. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Yep, no, that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't looked down. Hadn't looked down, Buff. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to be a dick. Uh, I've got some. I've got some robes here that might be of interest to you. Just pull open a bit more information on them. Um, where are we here? Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to find my information. I've got a bit got a bit lost in my own catalogue, mate. Here we go. Got a robe of scintillating colours. That might be something that you're interested in, right? She pulls out this length of cloth, uh, and as she lays it out, you can see that it begins to shimmer and shift in, in this beautiful, intricate array of colours. Robe of scintillating colours. Uh, got some charges. You can basically spend an action to um, display a, this dazzling display of hues. It'll shed light around you. And uh, creatures that see you have a disadvantage to attack you. And you can yeah, stun creatures with it too. <laughs> I mean, I can't, yeah. I thought, that, I thought it wasn't going to be good, but it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, not Maybe not for me, but for those among us that don't wear armor, it could be quite interesting. Mm. Mm. Well, do, you, do you wear armor, love? Like, what sort of armor can you wear? It's a medium armor. But I was going I had an alternative idea. And depending on the you know, the costing, but there are teleporting circles in the city, yes. Do merchants have access to them? As merchants in Merchants have access to teleporting circles. Uh some of them do, but that's sort of more for the arcanists, not really something we have access to. Fortunate, unfortunately. Was hoping I could order those uh braces, but what about this? I've got some gloves of missile snaring. These might be something that you want to do. When a ranged weapon attack hits while you're wearing them, you can reduce the damage, and um, if you catch it, you can uh, you can stop it even attacking you. You just you just catch it. Dexterity based one. People are trying to throw stuff at you. Otherwise, I could. If you're looking looking for a cloak of protection, you said you were after rings of protection. They're mm. a bit pricey. Perhaps a cloak of protection would be more your style. Do you have anything with absorb elements on it? I've got an amulet of absorb elements, yeah. And how much would that run? Oh, let me just pull it open. Yep, that, that does the same thing. Uh, bear with me two seconds, sorry. Amulet of... I made this magic item up. I think I've just said it out loud as if it's an actual thing. But I think I've just made it up. Um, 
I have. I've totally just made this up. All right, great. Now that's fine. I'll just, I'll just fucking stick to it. Then I'll make it up. Yeah, look, it probably set you back. It's uh, got three charges. Probably set you back about one thousand five hundred, one thousand seven hundred gold. Okay, while you're calculating, um, yeah, but that, that, the cloak and the ring maybe for us sounds pretty good. Uh, how about yeah. if I threw this staff in and I'll hold up the staff of fire? Of, staff um, of fireballs. fireballs. Nice. Mm. Well, no, staff oh. of fire. Staff, staff of fire, fire, you're right. Yeah, sorry, staff of fire. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Ooh, now that is worth a bit of money. Let me have a look at that. She takes up oh. your hands and looks over it. Fairly good use. condition. Yeah, very good condition. <laughs> I'd go 10,000 for this. Insight check. Insight check. Yep, yep. It's just, just checking. Uh-huh. Oh, 20. 20. Mira, she could probably go a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. Not much more, but a little bit higher. <laughs> I'm not bad at this. Um, well, what about this and the ring? What do you mean this and the ring? Ring of protection. What, what do you mean? What do you mean this and the ring of protection? Yeah, this oh. would cover this would cover two rings of protection, no problem. No, no, no ten thousand and the ring of protection. What, what do you mean ten thousand and the ring of protection? Are you buying? Aren't Ooh. you buying two rings of protection? If you throw it in, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> oh, you, you mean, you, you'll, if you give this to me, I'll give you $10,000 and a ring of protection. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Mira, you've been granted advantage by chat, just so you know. Oh, thanks, Yay! chat. Yay! <laughs> I know. Claire needs it, but... Have, have the enemies given you, uh, given you advantage? Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> look, look, I... Getting a little bit on the pricier side, but I can. Uh, yep, yeah, I can. I can do that. I can. But you've got to buy some other stuff. I'm not just gonna. That's that's not just where we're stopping. You've got to do more trade oh, than yes. that. I'm not just giving out gold. But yeah, we can. We can do. We can oh. do. I. We can do nine thousand in a ring of protection. How does that sound? Yes. Ten thousand and the ring of protection. I'll put in the um, the fifth level scroll as long as they bring in the um, the absorb elements. Absorb elements, I mean. So you're going to give me the staff of fire and your spell scrolls, and you want me to give you a ring of protection, ten thousand gold, and the amulet of absorb elements? Yep. No, that's ridiculous. That's you. You're just that's you're having a laugh. <laughs> No, because the two, two together, that's 9,000. Oh, I, I didn't get a no, price, no. I didn't get a price no. the amulet, sorry. I didn't get a price the amulet, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just were like making her give you more stuff and only like adding an extra like 500 bucks yeah, yeah, worth yeah. of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get a price the amulet, sorry. Well. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> so back, back to yours, forget that something. Ah, okay. Um... Your friend, I, I can see that your snake friend, your business snake's looking at the Rod of the Pact Keeper. Very nice piece, plus one Rod of the Pact Keeper. 
Fortunately, that's a little bit of an expensive item, specialist item bound that only warlocks can use. You're looking at about 10,000 right there. Because it's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Um... You get you get plus one to your sp spell attack rolls and saving throw DCs, and then you also can regain a warlock spell slot as an action. Like that that's what really uncommon, powerful. That's the uncommon version. Yeah, that's, that's the plus one version. Yeah. That's wow. Really that's very strong. Yeah. It's great. Um you wouldn't happen to have any sort of armor that might be able to uh I don't know. I'm after something a little bit more discreet, a bit more stealthy for myself. Something a bit more stealthy. I had you picked a bit of an archer. I was going to say I've got some uh, got some braces here that might be up your speed, and they're reasonably uh, affordable as well. Some braces uh, of archery. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about them? Sure. Ah, braces of archery. You get uh, plus two bonus to damage uh, to damage on a ranged attacks made with your bows, long bows and short bows. That's pretty it's good. Fairly cheap. One thousand five hundred. Not too expensive. Inside check. Yeah. 29. Yeah, yeah, but she's just stating the shop price. 1,500 is just... You, you might be able to haggle her lower, but she's just stating a very standard price. In, in the interests of this not taking up an entire episode, from now on, I promise to tell you, whenever I tell you a price, she's not trying to grift you or scam you. She's telling oh. you the baseline, the, the, the list price of this. And if you're going to try and get discounts, we can then have you roll to haggle them. But in the interest okay. of this not going on for like... 10 hours back um, and forth as you guys go like hmm, I don't yeah, trust her yeah. still more rolls please <laughs> yeah is everyone still buying stuff like yes. is everyone is every all four of you going to buy something yeah. yes I will give a bardic inspiration to each of you so okay. Okay. Four, <laughs> that's all my bardic inspiration is gone cool to use one time in this shopping venture mm. um if I if I get if I get the braces, then I can't get the ring. Uh, hmm. Uh, I, I am looking to part ways with this. I don't think I need this anymore, and I'm going to put down the platinum glyph that I got in luck in um in uh, Veluxor. Yeah, the platinum the glyph. Yes, I think, have you, you haven't had that appraised yet, have you? This is the first time it's been appraised. No, first time. She picks up the, the sigil and looks over it. Ah, oh, made a platinum, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. Yeah, i give you a thousand gold for that. So that's... It's that's... worth about ten platinum pieces worth of platinum. If I melted this down and turned it into platinum, it'd be worth about ten, it'd be about ten platinum pieces worth. Yeah, um, so if we, if... I give you that. Braces, we're looking at what? 500? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, where's everyone? Where's everyone keep getting these treasures from? I don't have anything like this. In your bag of holding? I still have a dragon breast coat, so. Yeah, you, you, had, you had a whole set of plate mail armor that you traded to get your, um, uh, yeah. your studded leather. <laughs> I was holding that for the. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That sounds good to me. 500? Perfect. Take off 500. You can add braces of archery to your inventory. That's not what Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will take the ring of protection and the, the exchange for the... So have you... So the moment <laughs> So the moment that that agreement is, the Staff of Fire 
Yes. And you will be given 9,000 gold pieces and a yes. ring of protection. Yes. Okay, I'll done. Take all that. Yes, you can do that. Yep, do <laughs> that right you. now. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> is anyone looking for any sort of specialty uh, specialty weapons? I've got some uh, got some specialty weapons as well. There might be things you're Oh, yes. Any bows there by any chance? Oh, bows. I've got a couple of bows. I was going to show off this sword first because I'm pretty proud of this. It's a, it's a frost oh, brand sword. And she pulls out this sword made of, it looks to be made of ice. The hilt is, is made of this silver metal with a wolf's head, a white wolf's head carved into it. And then the blade itself Ooh, seems to be made of sick. ice as it moves outwards. Yeah, this is a frost brand. Uh, when you hit with this sword, it does uh, extra cold damage. And while you have it, you're resistant to fire damage. And uh, I've got I've got a couple of different versions. This is the long sword version, but I can also get it made up as a rapier, scimitar, short sword, or great sword, depending on what you need. That's something you're interested in. Absolutely, it's mighty fine work. There, is this something you built yourself? Oh, well, no. It's I just I just source this stuff. It's not something I've made. You wouldn't happen to know the smith that made this? Uh, be one of the fire Ganassi smiths in the city. Not sure which one, sorry. But you were asking about a bow. I've got an elvish-made bow that I've had for quite a while. She reaches under the counter and pulls out this white longbow with gold braiding, and the um, actual bow thread is gold wire. I believe this is an oath bow. If you, um, if you hold this up and, uh, whisper command phrase into it, um, can target a creature and, uh, when you make attacks against it, you um, do extra damage against it. Yoth does his best to contain his excitement as his <laughs> oldish heritage uh, realizes what this is. Um, um, yep. Uh, and how much would that be passing for? For the Oath Bow, we're looking at about three thousand five hundred. Otherwise, if you're after a, if you're after a particular weapon, I've got a plus two bow here that deals some uh, extra fire damage. She pulls out this bow made of... It looks to be made of burnt wood that is still slightly on fire, the embers curling through it. Yeah, it's a plus two magic weapon. Fire bow. If you uh, take a shot with it, the arrows catch on fire and deal an extra bit of fire damage when they hit. Mm. Only 4,000 for this. I've also got a bow that does an entangling shot as well. It's got got some charges. When you take a shot, it can entangle a foe that it hits. Spin one of the charges. That's about uh, it's about three thousand five hundred as well. That one. It's called Vine's Grip. Vine's Grip. You won't find that online. It's an Owen magic item. Owen special. (laughs) You might finally be able to do Thorn Whip. (laughs) <laughs> do you know what do you know what <laughs> I'm so tempted to give it <laughs> ability to also cast forward forward whip oh that'd be, that'd be hilarious <laughs> I'm tempted depends on what map gets I guess uh, um yeah Tell me again about that 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 uh, firebow. Firebow. It's a plus two plus two magic weapon, and if you take a shot, you can spend a charge to deal some extra fire damage. That was four thousand, you said. Four thousand. 
can see you've got quite a nice looking bow there yourself. Just having a bit of a look, you've got some dragon scales uh, embedded into that. Looks like some blue dragon scales. Guessing it deals a yes. bit of extra damage as well on each shot. It does. You reckon we could um, make a trade here? Whoa, this, is, this is a plus two magic weapon. This is a very finely made finely made magic item. I don't know maybe, if I could maybe, do a straight a, trade. A, maybe not a straight trade. Perhaps I could sweeten the deal. Oh, that'd Have definitely this, take, um, a, take a bit of cost off. I reckon if you give me that bow and... Uh, I trade you the fire bow. I think we could probably do it for, um, I reckon, a thousand. What about uh, what about this? I've been wanting to get rid of this for a while. Bad memories. I put down the uh, dragon tooth dagger. Ooh, okay. So the dragon tooth dagger does um, does uh, acid damage, I believe, as well when you make a strike. Yep. Yes. Ah, oh, very nice. Yeah, you're looking at about two thousand gold worth right there. Hmm. So my bow. I do a straight trade. Bow and the bow and the dagger. You can have the fire bow. All right. Done. Uh, I will have to add that to your inventory because it is a it's a custom plus two magic weapon. So I will do that for you if you like. Nice. Um, don't don't get rid of your bow just yet because I'll have to I'll have to create this and add it to you. So I'll do that in my spare time. Cool. I'll still have that ready for you Good. tomorrow. No worries. And it's a plus two longbow. Nice. Right. Anyone else getting anything? Um, how much do you absorb elements? Ah, oh, the amulet of absorb elements. Uh, let me have a quick look here. I believe that was about three thousand, if I'm correct. Yeah, about three thousand. Okay, so, um, okay. I've also got a, um, a Dragon Blessed Greatsword, but I have no idea what it does because no one's actually used it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, just clearing out the closet. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just um, like, opens itself up and, like, all this stuff comes out. It's like, what is this? <laughs> the Dragon Blessed Greatsword is just a sword that has, it's the same as Yervis Bow. It just does extra damage based on the scale that's been mounted to it, which I believe was a Black Dragon scale. So it'll do extra acid damage. Okay. If I'm correct. So, alright. So, yeah, and that how much sword's is, probably how worth much? about 3,000. Sorry? That sword's probably worth about 3,000. Okay. Well, I'll exchange a sword for the amulet then. Yeah, sure. Ring of Protection. Oh, no, sorry. Amulet of Elements for the Sword. Yeah, elements. absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Take off the sword. I will make sure to give you an amulet of absorb elements. You have a wand of the war mage in your collection, by any chance? Do you? Ha! Wand of the war mage. It's a classic one for a lot of the uh, a lot of the spellcasting types. Yeah, I've got a wand of the war mage. <clears throat> it's uh, I've got a couple of different types. I've got one that's a plus two, but that's probably a bit. Uh, expensive uh, for your requirements I imagine it's about 5,000 gold pieces for the plus one 1,500 not too bad two is what I'm after for 5,000 was it 5,000 I think that's a deal done yep yeah, she'll you hand over the 5,000 gold she hands over a wand of the war mage plus two thank you you can add that to your inventory hey oh yeah Daddy. Do you have any items that don't require attunement? Um, I've got a couple of potions, things like that. Um, 
not a huge number. Most of the stuff tends to be fairly like, uh, multi-use. I've got a couple of single-use items, though. I've got some uh, Dust of Disappearance. Um, got some potions. Um, I've got a couple of spell scrolls, as I said before. Um, yeah, not not too many not too many items that don't require tune, unfortunately. Any any uh, any special arrows or anything like that? Ooh. Oh, arrows. I might be able to help you out with some arrows. Let's have a bit of a quick look. Um, no, that's an arrow catching shield. Uh, I've got some arrows of slaying. It can be quite spicy. Mm. Can I tell you about the arrows of slaying? I'm, I'm betting you want to hear about them. Let me tell you about the arrows of slaying. So, arrows of slaying. Um, so some of them tend to be, they, they all tend to be pretty specific. Um, there'll be ones that are focused just on dragons, some that might be focused just on giants. Uh, hard to find giant ones nowadays though. Um, but whenever a creature gets hit by one of these arrows, it has to make a save. And if it doesn't, it takes an extra 60, 10 piercing damage. So what? 60, yeah. 10 piercing 60, damage. 10 piercing damage. Or half as much if it, uh, if it fails, if it succeeds. Well... That's awfully convenient. Um, you wouldn't happen to have any dragon slaying errands there, would you? Ha! Huh, just so happens I do have a couple. I've got three here, actually. Uh, how much would it set me back if I were to buy three of those? For three of them? 1,800. 600 gold each. I think they will come in mighty handy. You have yourself a deal. Done. You can add three arrows of sling to your inventory oh, yeah. and just take off the uh, 1,800. All right. Is there anything else you're after? I'd only be really interested in armor, but I don't know if you can you'd be able to... Just oh, that's right. You were talking about some stealthy armor before, weren't you? Might have some boots for you. Let's have a bit of a look some boots might be what you're after um let me have a bit of a look sorry now nah, winged boots you're not after here we go this might be what you need boots of elven kind yeah this might be what you're after yes while you wear these boots you make no sound regardless of the surface that you're moving across gives you advantage on uh, stealth checks relying on moving silently How much of that stuff you got? Two and a half thousand. Two point five big ones. Ooh, that'll be really running me to the end of my uh the end of my uh Hmm. But Boots of Elven kind. Very, very powerful. I'll uh I'll take those as well. You're a great customer, sir. She hands over the uh Boots of Elven kind and <clears throat> back your money. Um Cool thing about the boots of kind is you do not need to be attuned to them. Mm. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's very good. Awesome. For those of you who want to be a bit more perceptive, I've got some uh, Eyes of the Eagle. They're a set of glasses that you wear over that give you advantage on perception checks. Could be something useful. Got a Rope of Climbing, um, Heward's Handy Haversack. Uh, I've got a wand of secrets as well. Um, some gloves of thievery, hat of disguise. Um, I actually need something. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you have any really cool, trendy sort of eyewear that allows you to see in the dark? Because I lost ah. my dark vision. I think I can get you some goggles of night vision. That shouldn't be too hard to find. Let's have a bit of a look and see where I've got those bad boys. So, um, yeah, let me know how much they cost, but I'll do a little bit of a bulk buy, so... Goggles of night, 1,500. Not too bad. 1,500, okay, okay. And do you have any other sort of general fun sort of magic items? I've got some... Uh, what have we got here? I've got uh, Hat of Disguise, as I said before. Helm of Comprehend Languages uh, could be handy. Uh, Helm of Telepathy. Um, I've got a Horn of Blasting. I've got some Horseshoes of the Zephyr. Might be interesting. You've got a steed or a mount. Uh, I've got an immovable rod. This is really cool. You like this? She pulls out this rod, clicks it, and then lets go, and it just stays yes. in the air. And she <laughs> clicks it, takes it back. Yeah. Question for you. Yes. Do you have a... I've seen it before in my travels. Um, people have been able to store spells and other such things into jewelry. Ring. Like, yes. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, ring of spell storing. I think I've got something of the like. Yes, although it's uh, whew, it's a little bit of an expensive one for the ring of spell storing. How much does it cost? It's about eighteen thousand. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. It's a very yeah. difficult item to make. Mm. Well, well, um, I might. How much for the? Because um, I also need those uh, goggles, same as Jin. There, do you have another pair as well? The goggles of night. Yeah, I've got two pairs of those. Yeah, I could do two of those for, let's say, two thousand five hundred. I'll knock five hundred off for both. All right. They move forward a little bit. So, yeah, that's the bulk buy and such, but me and you both know that you're giving us the prices that the lackeys take. So, why don't you lower it a little bit? Maybe 2,225. For both? Or 2,250. Make me a persuasion check. All right. 31. 31. Whoa! Do you know what? You, you lot, this one here, your elven friend, he's bought a few things. Yeah, sure. Uh, it fired you at the moment. Yeah. Your elven friend's brought a few things. Yeah, I reckon I can go down. I sort of tap my nose and... Perfect. So we'll get oh. 250 additional off that. Yep. Yeah, so did you want to buy two goggles a night? Sure. 2,250. And maybe I'll go for that, um, the... Uh, rod as well. How much is that? The immovable rod? Mm. Let's have a quick look. Um, not the rod of lordly might, not the rod of rulership, immovable rod. Uh, 4,000. 4,000. It's a very uh, useful item. Um, if I give you the scrolls, can we take the 900 off? Yeah, all right. All right, three, one. Um, also, take 1,125 off your total, because that's what the two yep. um, things are together. Yep. Uh, one, one, two, five. Hmm. Cool. So that's... I got that. That'd be handy. Um, 
Cool. That doesn't require a tuner. Not that I don't have spare tuner spots, but... Uh, sort of depends what stuff you're after. A couple of the rods don't require attunement. A couple of the staves. No, most of the staves do. I'm just having a bit of a look here. Um, oh, I do I do have something here that might tickle your pickle. <laughs> I've got this here tentacle rod. She pulls out um, oh, oh, like the girl. wood with tentacles <laughs> writhing along the surface of it. Oh. Yeah. It's three yeah. rubbery tentacles. This one's lots of fun. She gives you a look. <laughs> Not what you're after. Uh, well, okay, some... like, what does the tentacle rod do? Ah, it hits things. The tentacles whack stuff, <laughs> bludgeon it. <laughs> and it can be used in the bedroom. Yep. <laughs> 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 Everyone was thinking that. <laughs> Now I'm googling to see if that act exists. <laughs> yeah, it's a legit D and D item. It's a real item. Wow. It's a real item. I didn't make that up. <laughs> That's crazy. Why does this exist? Don't look at me. I'm just telling you what's there. Oh, if you're looking for items that don't require tumen, I've got here this length of elven chain. That might be something you're interested in. Gives you a plus one bonus to armor class while you wear it. And you're considered proficient with it, even if you don't have proficiency in medium armor. Can't hear you, Ali. That, would that work for the spellcasters that can't wear armor, or would that? Yeah, you're considered proficient with this armor, even if you lack proficiency with medium armor. Would that help you guys at all? I don't think I, I got sixteen armor class now with the glamour. Mira's drowning in armor since she got the uh, the mask, the blue dragon mask. So mm. I kind of uh, that wouldn't be too bad for me. I'm a little, but, but Chana, don't think about me. I've, I've got enough here as it is. <clears throat> Otherwise, I've got a luck stone. Might be something you're interested in. Ooh, what is that? Well, luck stone's very special. Can. Uh, Get a plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws while you hold it. An interesting item. Not bad, is it? Hmm. It's probably way outside my budget, but dare I ask how much it runs? For the Lux Stone? Ah, 4,000. Casual 4,000? Casual 4,000. <laughs> oh, while I, um... I thought I was done here, but I do have a couple of other items. I, I I don't quite know what this is. Maybe you could tell me a bit more about it. Um, I'm going to pull out the magical ink that I got from the uh, oh, Tower. Yeah, yeah. She has a bit of a look over it. Oh. Nah, it just looks like some standard ink used to uh, used to scribe spell scrolls. That's ah, probably worth a little bit of money. Maybe like fifty uh, gold. Fifty gold. Could do yeah. a little bit more. No, it's, it's ink, mate. It's ink. It's just, it's just like probably squid ink or something special. It looks, looks spellcastery stuff. Probably some wizard to buy it, but it's not going to be worth a lot. Uh, sure. I don't really need any need. I don't, I don't really have a need for it. You can have it. Fifty gold. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Hands you fifty gold. Takes away the ink. Sniffs it. Yeah, it's squid ink. Puts it away. For curiosity's sake, how much was that elven chain? Oh, the oven chain. 
Uh, that's a good one. Let me just pull that open again. I'd close that section of my little uh, little book there. Elvin Shane, you look at about 3,800. It's right at the end of my uh, budget there. In the interests of keeping things moving along, yes. are there are there if there's anything else you think of in the in the background, let me know in in chat, just in our Facebook group a little bit later on, and I will chat to you about it. But if cool. you want to wrap it up there before we get too locked into the the ongoing things, unless there's anything that you absolutely want, otherwise, if there's things you want to commission, message me and I'll create a custom magic item. In, in I was um thinking of like because I know there's like all these like tattoo magic tattoos yes. that you can get. Yes, I'll yeah. I'll have a chat about that behind the scenes. The magic tattoos are going to be something yep. that you'll need to go do, but we'll do that in the background. Awesome. Okay, as you guys kind of wrap up your um, shopping, because we'll we'll do that behind the scenes for the rest of it, and we'll come in next session and talk through if you bought anything else. Um, Amethyst, the Earth Ganassi who was with you before, leans over and goes, "Right, so you got you got all your stuff. Cool. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else you wanted me to show you off in the bazaar, or are you guys all sword?" I'm here to help. I'm your personal shopping assistant. Gives you a big smile. Um, I think I'm all right, unless there's something else someone I can think of. How, how much do you know about the city? I'm a oh, I, I, I mean, I've lived here all my life. I've grown up in Dromethion. I, I can tell you a bit about it. What do you want to know? Um, as, as she's Seven. kind of talking, Siren, the older water ganassi who was selling you the items, goes, do you really have to do this in front of my shop? Can you not just like move on? Oh, sorry, Siren. She like goes over and shakes her hand. You hear the clink of coins. Oh, we'll see you next time. Watches <laughs> Amethyst tucks something into her coin pouch. All right, guys, come follow me. She pulls out the uh, the pole with a little flag <laughs> on it and starts leading you away from uh, Siren's shop. Um, she just takes you uh, basically out of the lanes of the market bazaar on, the, on this fourth floor uh, over towards a little open area where you can see there's some table and chairs and a couple of other Ganassi sitting down enjoying some lunch. She sits down and goes... Yeah, what do you want to know about the city? I can answer any questions you need to know. You wouldn't happen to know of a certain purveyor, someone who would be, well, making bodies, a flesh sculptor, as you will. As you say, flesh sculptor, you watch as her very dark brown skin goes a little bit paler. This sort of grey sheen goes across it. Uh, um, such activities are, are not encouraged within the elemental states and are, and are deemed to be uh, a, a perversion of the natural order of things. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. I was I was informed by a good friend that this was uh, this was something that would, was that would be normal. She just sort of looks really like deer in the headlights. As as your personal shopping assistant. I can only say that such things are, a, 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 we can't help you with that. I'm sorry, so I can't assist you with that. Oh, for, forget what I said. I, I, I hand her five gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> she, she takes it, looks at it. Great. Yeah. What were you talking about? <laughs> I can answer any questions you needed to know about the city. And she leans over and goes, I didn't want to have to write up a report. Thank you for that. Is there anywhere in the city that we'd be better off avoiding? Well, that's a good way of That's it. a good mm -hmm. question, Shana. <laughs> that's a really good way of doing it, yeah. Areas of the city you'd be better off avoiding? Um, well, some of the more dangerous sections where the, the, the 
more entrepreneurial members of the city congregate areas where that some strange uh, magics can sometimes take place and technology heading down towards the west bank probably not advised for new visitors to the city you can get a bit intense down there oh yes very intense hmm. ah, I she sort of gives you a bit of a look shana but if you were to, if you were looking for something in particular something i don't really remember much about that might not be a bad place to start looking I will take heed to definitely not venture into the dangerous area and then she wink winks and hands her off another five gold. <laughs> hey, can I look around? Are there people watching? Are there people like keeping tabs on us or on like Yeah. Make me a perception or investigation check, Mira. Or survival, I'd allow survival too. I'm bad at all of those. Great. Okay. Maybe you should have bought the uh, bought the eyes of uh, um, eyes of the I, eagle. I can give you a flash of genius. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll do. I, I do technically have the helmet awareness. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. is gonna watch Mira's reaction very carefully. Yeah. And yeah. It's, a, it's a plus four. Fifteen plus four is nineteen, and I'll do my bardic inspiration for this. I think. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Very good. One d six. One ten. One d ten. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> eight plus a eight. four. Nice. Nice. So that's 15 plus 12. 27. 27. 27. Wow. Look at that. 27. I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> Mira, Mira, you just, you just lean back. I get spy with a Cross your fingers. Rest your chin on your fingers, your, your long draconic muzzle on your, on, your, on your chin. Just begin looking around nonchalantly, just taking in the sights. There's no one watching you. There's no like overt people keeping an eye on you. But you notice that most of the other Ganassi don't have a personal shopping assistant with them. In fact, most of the Ganassi who are locals here are just doing their own thing. It's only really the tourists who kind of seem to have a personal shopping assistant. With your 27 investigation, Amethyst, since Yerveth mentioned about the flesh sculptor, she's been acting a bit strange. I'm not going to give you too much more than that because it wasn't an insight oh, check, fuck. but there's something, there's something up that has, she's acting a bit off and you get a bit of a, a sense the tingling on the back of your neck as the, the scales on your neck <laughs> rise ever so slightly. Um, <laughs> a little shiver, a little tickle across your scales. Uh, it doesn't, something sounds a bit up here. Okay. Mm. Doesn't look like she's got a mark on her or like a device or like nothing like that. No, nothing, nothing obvious that you can see. Just a bit off. Hmm. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's going. There is no war in Barsing, say. So. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everyone's saying it. There is no war in Barsing, say. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. See the light flashing back and forth. <laughs> no, isn't isn't the lantern moving around on the on the track? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna kind of try and take Shana's approach and just say to her, like, um, just as there are places to avoid, perhaps there are some people we should avoid to avoid offence. And I like. Oh, you really don't want to run afoul of the city guards. Um, Obviously, yeah. you don't want to get into trouble by doing anything illegal or participating in uh, in uncooperative and uh, un uh, in unproductive ventures. So probably best not. Sorry, I realize her voice is dropping a bit. So probably best not to like 
interact with, like, get into any trouble with the guards. Um, rightfully Naturally, so, I'd also, yes. I'd also stay clear of the elemental priests. Uh, it's probably best not to get too involved in that unless you are one of their members. Uh, they can get a bit finicky with conversion. Conversion. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the fundamental tenets is to, is when the whole world follows the, the way of the four elements, then um, the world will be at peace finally. Do you extend your services to other Genesi in the city, Amethyst? Oh, no. Personal shopping assistants are just for visitors to our fair city. I mean, we'll offer, like, advice and show people, like, if any if any locals need to know where to go, we can help them out. But we're mainly here employed to help out the visitors. A friendly That's face employed. to help guide them around. Are you employed by the marketplace or by the city itself or someone else? Oh, all Genesis are employed by the city. Even the merchants. Like a cut of a cut of what Siren made made goes to the city. Single branch of the city. Yep. Is there a city hall around here or anything? That sounds like it'd be an absolutely marvelous place to visit. The Hall of Elements. Yeah, you can head there. Uh, it's not really open to visitors, most of the council chambers, but you can you can go have a bit of a look. It's also the the seats of justice where a lot of uh, court cases and things are heard. Before where, the um, uh, before the five tribunal, and as a tour guide, where would the locals be drinking on a fine day like today? Oh, the city has a myriad of places where you can go get a bite to eat or a lovely refreshing drink. There's a number of places you can go. Uh, I, I could recommend a few different locations if you want. Well, which one would you go to, Amethyst? Which one would I go to? Oh, I don't drink. Oh. <laughs> What about a, a quiet place where we could have a private conversation? A quiet place? You want to head to the Smouldering Ember. Okay. That sounds nice. Better write that down too. Far I just came here? up with that on the top of my head. So <laughs> just write that down. The Smouldering Ember. Uh, probably about a five minute walk from here. Just head back down towards the airship docks and rather than heading up Sea Spray Avenue, you want to take a bit of a right. Sorry, Amethyst. Oh, sorry, go ahead, you Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, I could eat lunch. Don't know about the rest of my companions here, but huh? perhaps we should head off to the Smoldering Ember when we get a sec. I'm That's... happy if you guys are. That's... I just wanted to ask Violet if I could. Uh, not Violet, sorry. Amethyst. <laughs> Amethyst. Um, Violet's my sister. Huh? Sorry, sorry, Amethyst, that was my bad. Um... If you'd come five minutes earlier, she would have taken you around, not me. Just a, a quick question on the, the structure of the city, if this, if this isn't appropriate to ask. But yeah. um, So everyone is employed, employed by the city, which yes. takes a cut of all, uh, you know, taxes and whatnot. Yes. Oh, well, there's no, like, taxes per se. This is a free city. The elemental states are a free city. So we don't pay taxes per se. But, like, because we provide for the city, the city provides for us. Taxes light. She just nods. Um, and ele elected officials here in the city? Yeah, every, all the positions of power are elected elected positions. Of course. It's a free city. And can Sean I get an inside check on that? Like, yeah. on how Which fair can. these sort of elections are? Yeah. Like, is it sort ask of like a the, scam? Ask the 15-year-old Earth Ganassi who's taken you on the little tour to, to tell you about the geopolitical conflict occurring within the heart of... Uh, 
part of the elemental states. You never know what's on elemental TikTok these days. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Earth Ganassi yeah. culture has become particularly woke recently. <laughs> Four. Shana. Yeah, you don't know, man. Like, <laughs> so everything sounds fine. Like, what she's describing sounds pretty good. Sounds a bit utopic. Sounds legit. Yeah. Checks out. Oh, she takes it as face value. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm think that the drink sounds good. Oh, go on, Great. Shana. Sorry. I can take you guys back oh. down to the bottom floor. Oh, sorry, I was interrupting you, Shana. Oh, I apologize. No, no, I was, I was saying the same thing as Mira. Just double handling. Oh, well, I'll take you downstairs, take you back to the entrance, and you can uh, you can give me a rating on our uh, consumer feedback form and let, let me know how I did. Very good. And thank you so much for answering all of our questions. We would greatly appreciate it if you know, for your trouble, because we were very curious and I'm going to give her 10 gold. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. I, I never normally get tips this good. I, I forget why I'm getting such money. This is great. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> cool. All right. I'll have to make a... I'll have to scold my friend for his uh, misinformation. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Indeed. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Neither do I. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'll take you back downstairs then. And with that, Amethyst stands up, leads you back down through the, the other layers. I won't go through this. We'll just skip ahead. She takes you back downstairs. Um, as you get to the front, a uh, older fire Ganassi woman walks over and hands you each a leaflet. Um, that has a series of uh, checkboxes from zero to five rating Amethyst's <laughs> performance. Can I just on... do the one with the happy faces? Like the, the you know, the bop, bop, bop. Okay, yeah, sure. All right, we'll change it. So instead of being handed a form, there's a mechanical box that has a happy face with a green button and a sad face with a red button. Yeah. And you have to like, you turn this gear to get the, the name of the person who you had up on the screen. So as Amethyst comes down, she like turns it so it says Amethyst. She's like, thanks so much. I appreciate you guys like, Give me a great rating. And then she watches you and looks at you as you like <laughs> <laughs> make the rating. Oh, great. What do you guys press? What's everyone? Um, yeah, what's everyone give it? Everyone press well, it. Very high mark. Yeah, Matt, it's Max just a happy face, mark. happy face or red face. Max is like, oh, good. Yeah, you guys I all smash the happy face as no, you do. I don't. A... I give it three and a half stars. No, no so it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not stars anymore. Guy. It's just two two <laughs> buttons: happy face and sad face. Because Mira, oh. Claire, Claire specifically requested the button like system, the so I changed it. So that's it. So as the only... person gives it to me, as the person gives it to me, I go, "Is there not? Is this is really simple? How can you actually tell what her performance is like? Just this is so like open ended. No question. Well, the system. If at the end of it, if at the end of it. If the end of it, you've got a nice big happy face, then then I did my job, and you can hit the happy is there, face button. Is there, is there like an open comment section? <laughs> Do you want to speak to the manager? No. I'm, then not, no. I'm not that in, I'm not that worried. <laughs> I just wanted to be more critique, like more of a critique than just happy or sad. But look, Jim, look how happy you are. You're very happy, aren't you? Jim? <laughs> my name oh. is Fieri. You forgot that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jin Fieri, that's right. <laughs> Jin Fieri. <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is such a good dumpster um, fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, happy face. Press the happy uh, face button. Um, she was, as each I was going to give her three and a half stars. Not. 
as each of you press the happy face button, um, you see some stones roll out and into a large set of hourglasses that are laid out underneath it. And each of the hourglasses is filled up with either green stones or red stones. And each of the names underneath it are names of the Ganassi um, personal shopping assistants. Um, you can see that Amethyst has a fair few green stones. She's now coming second in the in the race of all the different other, other personal shopping assistants. As all of you press the green button, she gets lots of little stones fall into her little hourglass. Um, tell me if you don't get the green stones as a personal shopper, what, what happens? Do you get called into the office? I get vanished. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> she doesn't say that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Holy God. Sorry. Oh Sorry. I couldn't resist. Like, could you? Could you imagine if, like, all those green stones are, like, people, like, past assistants that got turned into those stones because they kept getting oh. sad faces? Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. That's <laughs> bleak. Um, I know, it's really bleak. Oh, no, no, it, it, there's no, there's, like, it, it, it's not about being the worst. It's just, like, we like, like, our managers like to reward really, like, excellent work. And so if you're in the top three, I get a little bonus. That's nice. I get to live for another three days. No, she doesn't say that. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, damn. She doesn't say that. I just, I, you guys are all on edge now and I can't resist like <laughs> poking the bear a bit. No, yeah, she I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. If, 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 I mean, I'm now coming second. So like, I'm not going to brag. I'm feeling pretty good about my chances at the moment. But yeah, if we all, if, if I, if I stay in the top three, I get a little bonus. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time to go to the equivalent of a pub. Yes, I could use a drink. Fieri. Gin Fieri. (laughs) 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 Moving on, and I'm watching. I'm watching, I'm watching, like, surreptitiously. I'm doing a cronk. I'm just like, just like. So not doing it surreptitiously, then, if you're doing a cronk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my own theme music squeak squeaker and squeaker 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 um as as you begin like looking around um yep yeah, you guys head back down towards the airship docks mira do you want to give me another perception or investigation role as you walk along I do a perception this time just a general yeah i think you ever would want to do this too he's on edge he's a he's very much on edge 19 mira as you as you walk along you've been in the marketplace for a little bit of time so <laughs> 30 from the earth. <laughs> Fucking 30. We've got a 31 and a 30 today. Me and Yervith are just like, hey, let's just uh, flex there. Like, I told you that Yervith was paranoid. <laughs> as, as, as you walk along Mira, um, you can see that you guys have spent a little bit of time in the marketplace. It's now sort of getting towards lunchtime and you can see there are lots of Ganassi heading out from the office or heading out from their places of work to go and get lunch or, or sit down and have a bit of a, a bit of a time out in the open areas. There's a few public gardens that you can see nestled between some of the larger spires and a number of Ganassi seems to be enjoying their lunch there. You can also see a group of Ganassi doing what looks to be a form of Tai Chi, um, standing in the garden, sort of moving around. You can see that as the earth Ganassi do it, the earth sort of moves around underneath there. That's the earth move under their feet uh, as they, sorry. And um, a few of the other Ganassi, like water Ganassi, a little bit of condensation in the air, same sort of stuff above you. You can see there are bridges connecting some of the spires and you can see air ganassi shooting across them at a rapid speed, um, moving through these these spires throughout the upper areas of the areas of the city. Um, no crazy odd things that jump out to you, Mira. Most people here look to be fairly happy. Um, there doesn't seem to be too much jumping out at you. Yerveth. 
This place is nice. Too nice, maybe. No. In the back of your mind, you just can't shake the feeling that nowhere works like this yeah. in the real world. This is yeah. very utopic. Yeah. Like you're a bit you're a bit sh- unsure what's going on. And as you pass an alleyway, just just out of the corner of your eye, you glimpse down the alleyway and on another section of main road, a group of what look to be maybe monks or priests dressed in long white robes, each marked with a very strange symbol. It looks a little bit similar to the four element symbol that you've seen some of the city folk wearing. But instead of being separated, the elements are combined into one. A central stone with a fire burning around it, water swirling across it, and air making a spiral in the middle, combining the four elements into one. And you can see that with the hoods up, the robes down, and the hands buried within, it's very hard to know what Ganassi are wearing those robes, or even if they are Ganassi. So four of these figures move along. There are, you see like an through alleyway. an alleyway to another main road. They're walking down another main road that runs parallel to this one. And you just glimpse oh, them through the alleyway. They head down as they seem to be walking. And you can see one of them swinging a sensor in front of them, letting off this um, very aromatic incense smoke that's swirling around them in a, in a sort of hypnotic way. Interesting. Mm. Just clock that. I, t- I re- try to remember the, the symbol um for later use yeah i'll better i better write it down too because again that was a completely improvised symbol (laughs) i didn't you guys are really questioning the city a lot (laughs) like you've come in very (laughs) suspicious yeah the the city is as good oh and you said it (laughs) you said it yourself jin is not not suspicious he's like flaunting his like suit because he thinks it's still really cool just, um, I'm, so just I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'd realize now I'm setting up um, the plot of Elemental Evil. If uh, if that does happen, I've literally set this up perfectly for Elemental Evil. Yavin doesn't have a great disposition for cities in general, yeah. so like he just doesn't trust it at all. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, you guys pass back down towards the airship docks, take a right hand turn, and you can see in front of you a very, uh, I would say, very rustic looking tavern in front of you. A sign out the front shows a series of coals burning softly and the smouldering ember is written in faded red text above it. You can see there's a couple of Ganassi moving in and out. There's also two Arakokra sitting on the front at this little sort of sectioned beer garden out the front, drinking what looks to be a pint of a golden amber liquid as they begin sort of drinking it down. And you can hear them chatting in uh, in Arakokran. If, you, if any of you speak that, I don't think any. Um, and as you guys walk up towards the the tavern you can see inside there's a number of seats and the beer garden itself actually extends around the side of the building and there are a couple of other ganassi sitting there eating food drinking it looks to be a very uh, almost like an old english style tavern very much out of character for the rest of the city where the rest of the city is this very futuristic metal and glass plants Mm. growing up this is all made of wood looks to be a very old building me. <clears throat> I sort of look at the over through a quick move. <clears throat> you know, for a, a thing like the, and I look around, the sculptor to be found, this seems like it might be the area for it. Everywhere else I don't think would even talk about this, but we might find some people in here that might know about it. 
gives off that vibe. Maybe. Back on the ship. Maybe we should. Yeah. Maybe we should go to that. Uh, well, go to that uh, rowdy place that uh, Amethyst mentioned. The entrepreneurial area, I believe she called it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Be better off. Uh, quickly touching base with Lewison. He said that he was going to try and touch base with ah, contact. Your Harper, oh, yeah. Harper's contact. I mean, save us the trouble of looking around, surely. And also save I... us being singled out. Yes. Don't want to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that, I am absolutely still down to view, visit the West Bank. That's that place sounded amazing. It sounded mm. cool. Well, sounds very interesting. We're not actually that far away from Leosin right now. Are oh, you, you're like you've just turned away from the airship. Yeah. So you could, it's literally exactly. like a two minute walk back to the ship, back to an era decency. Well, I think we go back and have a chat with him and see what's going on. Then get a drink. Then get a drink. Perfect. Uh, May as well have a drink first. He, he didn't say that his meeting was going to be until, was it later on this afternoon that he was well, You saying? guys have been a couple of hours away. It's probably in about two, three okay. hours. All that shopping and walking around, and that, that's taken a bit of time. So yeah, you, 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 it might be time to head back, you don't know. Um, as you guys head back to the airship and walk up the gangplank, you can see Leosin is in deep conversation uh, with an Earth Ganassi uh, man. He seems to be sort of, um, again, that very dark black skin. Uh, this time, instead of the sort of veins of purple through the skin, you can actually see that he has almost like a layer of sand perpetually falling across his body and, and collecting on the floor around him before sort of winking out of existence. It looks like he's almost like leaking sand from his body. Um, oh. Yeah. Leosin's chatting to him. Uh, and as you, as you walk up, you can hear the tail end of the conversation. Oh, right. Well, that's excellent news. Uh, well, uh, Teller will be, uh, will be right over. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah, not a problem, mate. If there's, uh, if there's anything else you need, I'll meet you back at the Harper's College. Ah, oh, wonderful. Brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much. It's lovely to meet you. Gives who's a... this? Uh, oh, hi. Oh, Jin. Um, you might not have, uh, you might not have met, met Flint before. Flint, do you recognise Jin? He was here a couple of years ago, well, he said. Well, I'm actually, uh, Jin Fieri. Jin Fieri? At the moment. Uh, Oh, uh, I'll look around. I'll quickly just oh, peek into Illyrian. like an area that's hidden. Would you and then have I'll met Illyrian when you were here? And then I switch back into Illyrian. Yeah, switch back to Illyrian. Okay, you come back as Illyrian. Flint looks over and goes, Ah, uh, better. More comfortable. Pleasure to, pleasure to make your acquaintance. No, I don't, I don't think I met you last time, mate. Um, call me Flint. I'm a member of the Harpers College here. I'm a member of the Vards College, but a member of the Harpers as well. In, uh... I am part of the Harpers and also Bard College in Palin. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So we are, uh, you know. Are the rest of you lot Harpers as well? So he looks over at the, the other four of you. Honorary, maybe. Uh, probably no, not. They're, no, they're not members of the members of the Harpers. Just just Jin and I. All oh, right. Well, yeah, well, I've, I've been, look, been uh, been working for the Harpers for a couple of uh, couple of months now. I've been working for Ocelor. She's, um, she's, a, she's a bit of a taskmaster, don't get me wrong. But uh, when it comes to knowing the ancient stories, none better. She's, uh, she's brilliant. Got rear to the ground, that one. Uh, the way things are going with the political situation, she's been uh, been very handy to have around and have on side. What's what's been happening with the political situation? Oh, it's, you know, it's classic stuff. There's um, coming up to a new election fairly soon, and there's been a bit of a, a bit of a surge in this uh, traditionalist religious movement, the Church of the Four Elements. It's uh, all sort of calling us to go back to our roots and uh, give up this lavish lifestyle that we've created here and um, reconnect with who we once were to achieve unity. Um, they say. Um, and no one. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 
I was, I was just going to say, that's a little bit similar to a, uh, a similar religious dogma that, um, as we've been following around the dragon cult, a lot of... Yeah, uh, I've heard about the Order of the Dragon. They're not related, are they? No, no, I haven't been able to find a link. That was one of the first things we were told to look out for. Susurus contacted uh, Ocelor not too long ago, told us to keep an eye out for any connections. I've been mainly tasked with that. I've been sort of infiltrating them a little bit, but I'm not getting any of that. I don't think there's any connection. That is a good point. Well, not a point, but good mention. Um, I, I take it that you guys obviously have communication with Susurus. Yeah, we absolutely. Probably, I, I probably should um, uh, sort of like do like sort of like a bit like fidgety. Probably should tell her what we've been up to. Um, <clears throat> you haven't spoken to her since we left Oxenfurt. It's been Fear. a while. I, I'm a yeah, Lyrian now, Jin. I know there's a lot, oh. lot of different... Names. I'm happy here to keep up with it. We'll just call another council. They're always very enjoyable. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a no. council of there was a council only uh, two weeks ago. Council meeting. Did you not get the message? You spoke, no, were you supposed to be there. To this one for some reason. Oh, that's interesting. We've kind of been predisposed. Well, we need to talk to Celsius, I think. Yeah, there's a and so as he says that, you can see the ghost and look and go. What do you hang on? What, what do you mean there's a council meeting? Why why wasn't I informed about this? Oh, sorry, mate. Did you not did you not know? No, I I might need to send a message. Uh, I find it very strange that we were left out of this. I worry that the Harpers were left out of this. We I would have known about this. How did you find out about this? Oh, I got the call through from Susurus only a couple of days ago. Yeah, surprised she hasn't contacted you yet. I um I haven't checked the sending stone. Oh well, yeah, you should probably check the sending stone, mate. Yes, I'll be right back, guys. Leosin runs off towards the captain's cabin. That's... Oh God! Imagine if we just have so much like unanswered mail. <laughs> you have four hundred and thirty-seven. You have nine, missed. nine, 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 nine <laughs> messages. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, I was uh, told to take you lot over to uh, to Ocelor. You guys ready now? Yes, I think that would be. Uh, you ever just got to inside check this foot guy? <laughs> yeah. Because a certain business snake is elbowing me very aggressively. Is this guy I think, really I, think I would. I was actually thinking about it as well. I think I will inside check him too because it's, it's really weird that like Susurus wouldn't see nothing. Yeah, that triggered some alarm bells. Twenty-three. Both of you. I mean, he. He doesn't seem, he, he seems to believe what he's saying. He's not giving off any indicators that he's making this up. There's no suspicious body language that would give away that he's blatantly lying. He seems to believe this from what he says. Does he wear anything that d notes that he is a Harper? Uh, Harpers like are a secret organization within the Bards College. They generally don't go around advertising there. Would, would I know anything for him to show yeah, that he's a You'd know that there would be somewhere on his person, probably hidden away. Um, yeah, an that's icon. Not what I was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah an icon, an icon of a. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, an icon of a lute um, with the strings rising up and, a, and almost like a spell effect coming off the body of the lute. Very yeah. similar to the the artwork you've got when you don't have the shadow hand, which I should actually change mm. your artwork over to get rid of the shadow hand. Yeah, put it back to the bard's college. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. So some sort of like lapel um, metal badge or something. Yeah, cool. Also, no, that's the bard's the college. It's literally a harp. He should have somewhere in his person a set of silver silver harps. A so, so, uh, now, icon of a silver harp. The harpers, do the harpers have like a greeting or something where they flash that to like, what is like the 
protocol i shouldn't do i just ask him like to show it like because like being a harper there'd be some protocol to like sort of proving the identity of the other yeah you, you would know that one of the easiest ways to check if someone's a harper is to recite um a poem there's a couple mm. of poems that the harpers use as a way of signaling to other harpers when they need to do stuff so if they talk about um, I'm gonna have to give these poems all names. I'm not gonna do it on the fly because I'm gonna have to improvise it straight away. But That's if they talk fine. about the if they talk about the Ballad of Kvasia, um, normally they're trying to warn that there's danger imminent. If they open mm -hmm. with um, a few stanzas of um, Red River, then it's an introductory one that they will sometimes do. Otherwise, um, there's a few elvish poet a few elvish poems that they will sometimes do. Um, uh, Lilian is one of the ones that's often used to help. Uh, differentiate when they are a harper and they, they introduce themselves so you could you could just okay. open with a few if you just say like i, I say a few lines of that uh, that seem appropriate yep, i'll so, do the in, in the induct yeah. inductory one yeah then you go like and may the moon shine upon this greeting as we step forward as firm friends into the sun he gives you a look and responds with the next line of the poem which is and thus our journey continues hand in hand arm in arm Oh, that's how journey oh. continues, uh, hand in hand, arm in arm. Eloquent. I'll be working on my okay. enunciation. Doing a good job. Thank you, mate. It's truth, mate. Thank you. God damn. I hear if you put two stones in your mouth, though, um, really helps with the uh, enunciation. Helps with dwarvish. Yeah, helps with dwarvish, mate. Have you tried it? Uh, no, I haven't yet. <laughs> but you're good the call. second person that's told me that today. Uh, I spoke to some uh, spoke to some dwarves not too long ago when I was trying to learn dwarvish. And, uh, it seems to be a common trick they play on people. I did it though. Did you? You didn't do it. No. I, I did it. I just ate the stones. I'm an Earth Ganassi. I was so, gonna say. <laughs> stupid trick to play on me. No, I, I feel like that would be common practice. My, my myself, I'm fond of my molars. Yeah. Look, you probably need them. For me, you like grins and you can see that his teeth are actually this like dark slate color yeah they're a bit tougher yeah don't quite have that uh, durability with mine as you guys are talking leoson rushes back out um yeah we were not invited to a council meeting lord never ember uh organized it without the harpers without the emerald enclave oh. and without the involvement of the adventuring league ah uh, what's that's that sneaky dirty man yes is he the one that we don't like? Yes. 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 Ah, he's the yeah. one, oh, he's that's, the one uh, that was doing getting... all the shady warehousing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. Very being investigated by the Emerald Enclave. Oh, and he's also oh, yeah. the one that said we might face assassins in Chiari. Oh, uh, yes, him. Remember? I remember. Yes. We can't hear you. Uh, wasn't our friend here uh, invited? By the Harpers to the meeting, but the Harpers weren't invited to the meeting. No, no, no. The Harpers weren't invited. Uh, Sussurus only found out about it later on. Oh, after the fact. invited independently by Sussurus. What? I don't know if we were invited. I'm confused. No, Sussurus found out a couple of days. Like this is out again. Found out a couple of days after. About yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, happens, I knew and then Sussurus found out like, like days Sussurus after. was snubbed. Oh, oh. mate, I'm about it. Wait, first, fuck it. I'm not invited. No one knows about me. In fucking Oxford. <laughs> Flint was there. I was thinking that you were invited Flint, to this meeting. We know now. I mean, I've been, I've part of the uh, Harper's College for a couple of months. But, uh, yeah, a couple of months. Invited. Oh, look, I'm a charismatic guy, but I don't think they would have invited me there. That's what I was thinking. 
Sorry. Um, if you want to break the ice, Flint's not a bad way to do it, eh? <laughs> was, was, was Sustress able to figure out what the meeting was about? Um, she didn't have too much more for me. She said she was under a bit of time pressure, but um, she asked us to get back to Palin as soon as we're able. Mm. Okay. Oh, let's, that makes let's do sense. what we're going to do here. And then let I think Palin is definitely the next step. Yeah, she said there's, there'd there's been um, going on. sightings of, uh, of dragons in the hills not too far too far beyond the borders okay. of the sea. And she's concerned about the uh, reports, rising reports of uh, kobolds within the city limits. Not city kobolds. Kobolds living in the sewers, running around. Yeah. She okay. said it was a bad sign. We really need to get to Palin very this quickly. sounds very similar to what happened in the last city. Chiari. That's what I'm concerned the, about. Yes. Yeah. They're following the same playbook, probably. Well, it worked really well in Chiari, so... For a bit. Until we came along, right? Yes. Yes. Alright. Oh, Let's sorry, yes, you better to... lead us. Yes, sorry. Yes, we. this is a matter of haste. We need to be on the ball here, everyone. Yes, please, Flint, take us to Ocelot. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, come follow me, guys. Just down this way. And Flint leads you down the gangplank. He takes you through a number of winding pathways through the city. It's almost as if at times you feel like you're doubling back on yourselves. Jin, you know that it's pretty standard protocol for Harpers not to just walk directly from A to B, especially if B is your yeah. secret hideout. <laughs> so yeah. he does He does make the pretty standard efforts of just occasionally shaking off a tail. And as he comes around a section of a very small alleyway and out into an open area, he leads you up towards what looks to be a probably was once a library but has been converted into a library come bards college you can see there are a number of ganassi out the front practicing instruments or practicing their poetry and and oratory abilities out in the front courtyard flint gives them all a wave and a nod as he walks past and they all wave back to him seems to be quite well known as he takes um, you in oh yeah sorry yeah. sorry just really quick to add on when we were doing the sort of the looping and different routes i'd probably use some minor illusions and other like presentations just to create some like different like uh detours and stuff if anyone might, might be following yeah, just presentation would be better for that as you create little false tracks or, or yeah. cover up your footprints for a few seconds and, and make some just so like yeah give us a little bit more of a yeah. boost sorry absolutely continue. No, no. yeah but it's probably thinking on this like if we're in such a perfect city why do we need to why are we worrying about this and is kind of thinking about this a little oh, bit. Oh, it's... I mean, the Harpers are a secret organization within the Bard's College. Um, they generally don't like to be known about because they're, they're spies. And if, and if, for example, if, like, you have a Bard invited into your kingdom, mm. you don't really want to think of that Bard as a spy. Otherwise, you're not going to invite them into the kingdom. So it's in the Harpers' yeah. interests to not okay. be associated with the Bard's College too strongly. Sure. Because that's okay. their cover, right? That's how they get access to secrets and people. Yeah. All right. Uh, Flint leads you inside what looks to be a section of the old archives of the library down a series of steps into a area filled with old dusty bookshelves covered with tomes of uh, various sizes and various colors. He leads you towards the back and then looks around, checks that there's no one there and then reaches down and presses on the floor a section of flagstone, pushes it in and then you watch as he concentrates and moves his hand and you feel this underneath the stone. And then a section of the wall slowly and silently slides up, revealing a narrow passageway. Please, come on through. As you as you all walk through into the stone corridor, you hear the door close behind you as Flint closes it behind him. The room goes dark for a few seconds before he presses another button on the wall. You hear this tick, 
And then with this these fluorescent lights light up along the ceiling above. Yeah, perfect. Come come follow me this way, guys. I'll take you through to uh, Ocelot. He leads you down through the narrow passageway into an open study area. It looks very similar to the Harper's hideout in Palin that you guys visited before. Sitting room with a couple of Ganassi looking through various documents, a few half-elves and humans as well, give you a bit of a nod as you walk in. And then he leads you up a small ladder towards an office. And sitting at the desk, you see a water Ganassi woman. A little bit on the older side, uh, only has one eye. The other eye is an Ertzat's eye that is made of a, uh, a dark, um, almost like a dark sapphire, very deep ocean blue. She's furiously writing these reports on these sheets of parchment around her as you guys step in. As she looks up, weathered face looking over, she gives a bit of a smile and goes, Jin, it's been a while since you were here. Uh, you recognize oh. this. You didn't know her name was Ocelot. Uh, you just thought she was the boss because everyone called her boss. You never actually. Probably called her like old cranky lady or something like that. Boss. Everyone called her boss. You you might have called her old cranky oh. lady, but everyone would have corrected you and called her boss when you were here. You know that I she know. spoke um, at a couple of the lectures when you were here. You did not attend many of them, and you remember that one night when they all came out for the after party of the conference and we were all drinking, she drank everyone under the table, including you. Oh. Yeah. Um, hi there. Um, Lovely to see you again. Illyrian. Sorry, she wouldn't have called you Jin. She would have called you Illyrian. Sorry. <laughs> That's Illyrian. fine. What trouble are you into now, eh? Oh, just uh, the usual trouble. Uh, you know, um, threats to our world and such. Well, what can I say? Well, you can start by taking me through what you're doing here in my city. And Leosin, tell me what's going on. And that is where we're going to pause for tonight. So we've got a little bit Ooh, of we will jump maybe. back in next time with more D&D. Don't worry. It's all right. We're coming back in next time. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for sticking around and enjoying our Tyranny of Dragons campaign. We will be back again next week with Curse of Strahd on Monday night, Tyranny of Dragons on Wednesday night. Thank you to the Mims crew. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. Thank you to the Mims crew for coming in and doing a raid. Hope you guys had a really, really cool D&D stream as well. I know you guys were streaming D&D tonight before us, so I hope you guys had fun. Um... But yeah, until we see you guys next time, stay safe, stay well, and have a great week. Woo. Farewell, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.